Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey Nocho Prano. Good morning, Andy. How are you, buddy? I'm okay. How are you? Good. We see each other a lot, Joe. We see each other at least twice a week for the show. I saw you yesterday twice briefly to get equipment to do the Dirty Slides podcast, now available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all places podcasts are available. Yes. Uh, when else have I seen you recently? Uh, we see each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're essentially a married couple at this point. At least twice a week for the show. Usually, I would say usually once. What would you say? Three times per week on average? Yeah, minimum. Lots of phone calls. Yeah. Lots of invested time together. This is our 573rd episode. Wow. Wow. I'd say what? First couple, what'd you say? First hundred were an hour? Yeah. Then they started to extend? Yeah. Would you say, what would you say? Like, you think an hour and a half on average over the course of 577 episodes? That's a good number. So we're, we're looking at, we're looking at close to a, a thousand hours together just podcasting you know what i'm gonna propose i'm just gonna do it on air before i even ran it by you i think we should do a marathon kind of like what our buddy eddie if did maybe at the beginning of next year do a marathon show raise some money use that capital put it right back in always do like is how many years in are we on like a march madness marathon at this point yeah, we could do it then. And and what do we have to show for it, Andy? Don't worry. I got things popping, buddy. You got to trust me at this point. Okay. By the way, speaking of dirty sports and thusting, someone I owe something to is uh, our buddy, our video editor, Nick D'Alessandro. He reminded me with a text. What do you owe him? We made that bet in Texas that Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster – Versus Antonio Brown, more receiving yards. <laughs> That's right. It's safe to say I took a fat L on that what one. What was the bet? More receiving yards for the season. I know, but what was oh. the bet? Uh, Nick gets to fly out here, and he gets to stay on my couch for a week. Which I said works great, Nick, because you're never leaving. Yeah. What? Because uh, he does such great work. What's Juju at so far this year? This is where our good buddy, Torx with Wolves, will come in and... Uh, Look up that number. But he's not having a crazy year. Don't forget, uh, I, I just was reminded it uh, last week when I saw Landry had a nice little game. You and uh, Trink Data, uh, you guys are on the hook for $50 on Landry versus Brandon Cooks. Oh, we are? Yeah. Jesus, I've made a lot of reckless wide receiver You bets. guys are like, Brandon Cooks is so much better than Jarvis Landry. You're a fucking asshole for even suggesting otherwise. You and you and other MAGA 
Is he is he Twitter. MAGA or are you just assuming he's MAGA? I don't remember. Uh, he's like a Boston guy. I don't who... like, I don't like you just putting MAGA on people. Oh why is that I, offensive now, well, Andy? Well, that's that's what the left does. They they like to just I mean, label. We're, look, we're about. I know you have some Colin Kaepernick on the rundown. We. It, the people who will reply to this discussion with like, he's washed. Brian Hoyer, absolutely better. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say MAGA. What, what I'm going to go, go ahead and say if you think this is like a, a, a like that Colin Kaepernick doesn't deserve a tryout well, you're after all, you watched Brian Hoyer last week. You're all over the map here. I'm just saying don't, before we get to anything on Colin Kaepernick, don't just assume somebody's MAGA. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I could be wrong. But yeah, okay, I owe you 50 bucks. I mean, it's not over yet. But you still owe me sushi. <laughs> there's so there's so many bets. Uh, okay, Aaron, how many yards does Juju have? Juju is at 503 yards on the season. So not uh, wow. He's not ten games. Yeah, he's you're not out of the woods yet, Delisandro. If, if Antonio Brown were signed tomorrow, yeah, it could get close real fast. So Juju's not. I mean, Juju at this point, I'm not saying he won't, but he needs to end the year strong to get to a thousand yards. Yeah. Steelers offense struggling. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well. Regardless, I have no problem. Like I said, this works out in my favor. Mm-hmm. Nick flies out. I've wanted to move him out here anyway because he's so good at his job. And then I just, I literally, I chain him to my couch, and he basically edits videos for us. And he can't leave. So this, it works. This is like this is like a black snake moan or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never saw that one. Samuel Jackson yeah. chained up. What's her name? Christina Ritchie. Yeah. There you go. Did you see it twerks? I saw it. I, I I still haven't seen Joker. I haven't seen the the latest Quentin Tarantino movie. Are know. Are you getting Disney Plus so you can watch your uh, no Star Wars? No. No. And it's funny, I exchanged... You're Mr. Star Wars. At least that was your claim until Tug outed you as knowing nothing about Star Wars. Well, that's not true, by the way. And Tug actually texted... He know, said... He he told me that you couldn't name both droids. That's just not true. And I was like, how's that possible? You're just making... Again, Prano is just putting out fake news today. No, uh, Tug actually... I'm te- not saying you're MAGA, but you just said fake news. Tug texted uh, our crew from Vegas the other day about... Disney Plus. And I said, no. I said, Disney Plus is more for you, Tug. You texted our crew? I don't know if I was on that Yeah, text. you weren't. I mean, the crew from Vegas. Oh, that's what oh I'm saying. gotcha, gotcha. Our, our Vegas crew. Your Vegas crew. Uh, the four of us who were in Vegas. And I said, it's, it's better for you, Tug. Disney Plus is more for kids. I, I just, I already have. I mean, Disney, though, is at this point, right? They've got, like, the previews. It's like they're showing Star Wars, Marvel. Simpsons, like Disney basically owns everything. Yeah, they do. I just, dude, I don't watch that much. I don't know how many times I'm going to say I don't watch that much TV. I don't I don't watch Netflix. I don't watch the shit I have. Hulu, Amazon, HBO, I have it all. I don't watch it. Showtime, Skinamax. I don't watch it. Skinamax. Are you subscribing to a Cinemax in the 90s? Hey, man, they still got some. like, I'm not even watching Dream On on HBO anymore. I mean, they still got uh, they still got those late night, uh, you know. I don't know. Late night erotic movies. That's why they call it Skinamax. Erotic movies. That's what it, I just look, man. I watch too much sports, but I but that's what I want to do. I want to be knowledgeable. I don't want to be like some of people we know who don't watch their teams. 
not to name names, might root for the Clippers, might have another sports podcast. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to be those people. I want to have knowledge and at least some sort of insight, right, Joe, into watching games. I don't want to say my team's going to go seventy-five and seven, right? And they're already seven and. Don't four. jinx it. <laughs> don't jinx it. I messaged you last night, and that don't fucking Ruther curse this. I was like, well, he's not even going to get to the end of December without getting to eight losses. Don't jinx this for me, Ruther. I'm not even mentioning his name. I'm not even mentioning his name, so we're good. Uh, we do have a lot to talk today, but let's start off with some baseball stuff because okay. baseball has uh, really taken over the news the last few days in the sports world. Yeah, and uh, a, a lot of things happening here. I don't know if you heard, but now my team has been pulled into the mix. No, I did not. Carlos Beltran, apparently one of oh. the masterminds behind well, I saw, SignGate. I saw his initial comment, but I didn't see the latest. Well, well we're, for every, anyone who's not aware, the Astros... Have they officially dubbed it SignGate? Is that what we're calling it? Are we calling it... They, it's got to have a gate, right? I, I like it. SignGate? I'm going with SignGate. So the Astros were basically cheating. How long were they cheating? Uh, we don't know. This is an ongoing investigation. Yeah, we don't know. We just know that Mike Fires came out and said that they were doing it, and he was on the World Series team. And so if- are they still doing it this year? And and Laz and I talked about this on Dirty Slides last night, uh, but they apparently had a camera set up at Minute Maid Park, and so they were able to do this while they were home. Meanwhile, their record's better on the road and they lost all four home games in Minute Maid Park this year, and they lost... In the World Series. Yeah, in, in the World Series. In the World Series this year and in the World Series in 2017, uh, two and five in World Series games at Minute Maid Park. Also, last year, if you recall, the season in between, pretty sure they split in Boston and then lost three straight in Houston. So cheating I think isn't they have. I think they have a, you know, seven-game home losing streak between ALCS and World Series. So what they were doing is they had a cam- Although I guess not because they probably won some ALCS games. They had a camera in the outfield. Yeah. And there's videos out there for anybody who hasn't seen it. They were tipping the pitches by banging on garbage cans. Yeah. Um, they would they would monitor the signs with video, and it was so immediate that just as the signs went down, somebody would bang on Sam Triple. I mean, a garbage can in the... Uh, <laughs> In their own dugout. Good Garbage! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you, gonna, you just killed everyone's ears who listens to the show. Uh, that's his favorite thing, to call people garbage. So I know. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting in the in the weeds, laying low here. But they were banging on... Uh, <laughs> like a tiger stalking its prey. Yeah. They're banging on garbage cans or the bat rack or something like that. There was some sort of clacking sound yeah. that would let you know when an off-speed pitch was coming. And... Um, it's really, 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 really bad. This is really bad for baseball. Like we're talking all time cheating this is, scandal. This is Black Sox. Yeah, this is Black Sox level. Um, I mean, when you think about it, it's like it has it does have a rippling effect. Where were they doing this the whole year? Were they doing this game in and game out? Because much like steroids, that affects people's lives, man. 
Amen. The the guy, one of the guys in the article, the, the White Sox pitcher who's who's featured in the video, uh, in one of the videos that's going around as coming off the mound and being like, they have our signs. That guy's out of baseball now. Yeah, I saw that video. Now, is he out of baseball because of one outing against the Astros? Probably not. But this is, you know, this is this is really, really, really bad for baseball. I had I had a friend who tweeted that this is worse than steroids, which I disagree with, um, because there's no sign that baseball knew about this and let it happen and was like telling other teams to do it because it's good for baseball and, and also then pretending like it didn't happen. Yeah, and and, al- and also steroids was throughout the entire league. You know, we're talking about one out of thirty teams. Yeah. Um, but this is bad, and it's straight-up cheating, no doubt about it. You know me. In the last three years, I have I got on the Astros train early, and I picked them to win the World Series, and I'm like I've been rooting for them. And this is really bad. Fuck the Astros. The, like Punishment should be severe. What Laz and I came up with yesterday— was A.J. Hinch should have both his ring fingers chopped off so that he is ring fingerless so he can never wear his World Series ring again on either hand. And if he does that, no asterisk. But if he but if he decides to keep either of his pinky fingers, and I'm saying like removal by sword or something, or like meat cleaver. Bro, that's some, that's some shit they do in Saudi Arabia yeah. when you steal from the local market. Yeah, well, you got to learn a lesson here. Both ring fingers <laughs> removed, or I'm gonna need you, I'm gonna need your finger over here. That's like, like that's like good stuff. Here's a question stuff. for you, serious question. You're AJ Hinch. Yeah, you're a lifelong ball player. Now you're a manager. Major League Baseball comes to you and says your career in baseball is over. In organized Major League Baseball and its affiliates is over today, or you lose both of your ring fingers to a meat cleaver. What do you go with? I mean, what's he going to do? Become a car salesman? I mean, he's already made his money. Peace. I'm keeping my fingers, fam. You are? Yeah. What if somebody said it to you about like podcasting today? N- last podcast today or both ring fingers gone? I didn't cheat. What, what are we talking about? I'm just saying. <laughs> let's say you did. I don't know, man. I mean, I do have baby fingers, so they might be able to get rid of this so They're quickly. They're your ring fingers. It's not like it's your, you know, these two are important. Your thumb's important. Like, come on. You could be, you're basically full-time shocker guy on both hands. Full-time double shocker. Yeah, I'm, I'm more concerned about the pain that that would feel. I mean, you'd be in such shock. Getting smashed off. I think that this is the only reasonable punishment other than, honestly, potentially banning him from baseball for life. Now, I know that this is a team-wide thing, but, like, somebody has to okay this. Well, that's my question, is what's – again, you probably know more about it than me. I've watched the videos. I've read the reports. I do not subscribe to The Athletic, so I didn't actually read – their full story. I saw excerpts from the story. My question is, how did they think they weren't going to get caught? Like that's what's wild to me. You put a video camera in the outfield to steal signs. I mean, honestly, I think it's a little weirder that they didn't think that they would get caught with the banging on the 
garbage can or the banging on the bat rack. Like, that's just so obvious. If you watch the videos, Prano's right. If you watch the videos and when they give the signs, especially that White Sox one, you can hear just the banging, the loud thumping. It almost seems like they would have been better off getting, like, a guy on an earpiece giving him front row season tickets or whatever and giving him like some thunder sticks or something. You know what I mean? Thunder sticks. Yeah. And, 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 and like, if you're going to do this elaborate plan, go one step further. I mean, look. where it's like, you know, Clipper Daryl or whatever. It's like Andy, the Astro, he wears an, he wears an astronaut's helmet and he bangs his head randomly throughout the game. Yeah. You know, and then people are going like, there's this fucking weirdo Marlins man type character who hits himself in the head with a hammer for some sort of, you know, some sort with some sort of space dust. Just like be in the dugout going like, tag, 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 tag. Like, how did you not know somebody was going to be like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Yeah. I agree with you, though, man. I mean, if, if everything that comes out, obviously the investigation is still happening. But if this all comes out and it's kind of pointing in that direction. How can you not ban him for life? We're talking about I, 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 I anybody just, like I, I I know that like so here's the thing. There's So how do they handle the they, World Series? They've been accused of players being involved, whatever, but like somebody has to set up that camera, somebody has to have it transmitted to the dugout, somebody has to be in the dugout monitor. Whoever is involved in okaying that from an executive level, manager, GM, scouts. Anybody who's like, you know, players will do whatever players got to do. But like, I don't think Carlos Beltran is like an IT guy. I don't think Carlos Beltran's like, we need more fucking, you know, cable. Yeah. Like, whoever is involved in that, like calling a tech guy and being like, okay. And then this, all of those people have to be gone forever, in my opinion, or lose fingers. That's my rules. But then how do they handle that World Series? There's going to be what I what we said on Dirty Slides. There's going to be an Astros disc on, in the record books. So this is kind of uncharted, unprecedented territory in a way. I mean, look, how about this? Go, like, look at... I mean, first of all, it's not like anybody's looking at an actual record book, right? Like, it's not like somebody's like, let me go dust off this old book. She who won the 1914 World Series. Like, they, this is just all on the internet. If you Google, you know, 1908 World Series right now or whatever the fuck, 1918, what was the Black Sox? Yeah. 1990, whatever 1919. it was. 1919. If you look it up right now, the first thing that's going to come up is the cheating scandal. Like, if you just Google 1919 World Series, it's going to come up. So, it'll come up forever that the Astros cheated during this world series did they cheat other years like i don't know but which by the way as a guy from cincinnati as i'm wearing my reds hat the reds still love the claim like that's one of our five world series it's like yeah they threw they threw it guys like like cincinnati holds on to that world series sorry if you guys already said this but uh they don't know that it actually occurred during the world series though right i mean all the reports that i'm reading it's they have evidence from the from the regular season, but uh, 
they're launching an, an investigation now, as they call it, into if it actually occurred. During but they World know Series. it happened in the regular season, which got them that the led wins. To the World Series. Yeah, which gets them the home field right. advantage. But I mean, wouldn't you say there's still a difference though between well, first cheating all, to get there and then not cheating? First of all, they won game again. They won game seven in Houston. In, in no, in in L.A. wasn't it? No, I'm pretty sure it was in Houston. I thought I thought the Dodgers had the uh, best record that year. Almost, I, could, I could be wrong. I'm almost positive it was in Houston. Either way, I think we can all agree that you Darvish is responsible for that. But well, now people are trying to be like you Darvish didn't. Torx, look it up. See see who's home in 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 which games in 2017. Because but uh, but no one but you know what's crazy is about this, and I don't know if it's because it's baseball. Nobody's really like fully talking about this. We're talking about imagine another sport. No, absolutely. Imagine in in football or ba- or I'm sorry, football or basketball, if somebody cheated to this degree. Like it'd be this isn't huge. And you know I can tell you it's not huge news because of that amazing meme that we did about ripping the mask off and it's Bill Belichick, you know, I, I that was literally I, when I and I had Jay Lloyd do that. I'm like this is literally for Prano. Uh but uh, I can tell you it didn't get the likes that other shit gets on Instagram. People don't care. Uh, yeah, Dodgers had the best record, so they had home field advantage for Game 7. Oh, I was wrong. I stand corrected. I knew that. I don't know why you made me doubt myself. Yeah, and in that World Series, again, 2-5 and five in the last seven home World Series games. Yeah. So, um, but, like, again, yes, cheating in the World Series makes it a bigger deal. But this is a huge deal regardless. Uh, again, baseball is a 162-game year season. It's all about grinding through. Like, you're that much better off to just have, hey, man, we played three months where we knew every time an off-speed pitch was coming. Like, somebody set up, like, just, again, this isn't a crime of passion. Somebody yeah. was laying cable. Does that taint... Does that taint Justin Verlander's Cy Young or the, any of the pitchers this year? It no, I don't think it. I don't think it really does. But at the same time, the question is: if they were doing that, what were they? What else were they doing? Yeah, if they were doing that for their hitters, were they not doing something to help their pitchers? I mean, obviously, there's nothing they can do in terms of pitch selection, but. It's essentially a team that's built on having good pitching and having these guys. And and what's remarkable about the Astros, and I'm not saying Bregman and Altuve and all these guys aren't great players. Yeah. But, like, you do have a lot of these guys who are like, how the fuck is Alex Bregman so good? He Like, he does kind of – it does kind of blow you away. Yeah. And And the other thing is they have a short porch in left field. They've got a bunch of righty hitters in Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, where, I mean, long pop-ups can go out in left field. If you know an off-speed pitch is coming, easy to get around on one. Yeah, you have a huge advantage. I agree. I don't know if you guys saw these videos, but the more recent videos of a like current season or, or last season cheating evidence has been a uh, whistling as opposed to just the trash can banging. They've right. 
they picked up on a on whistling during certain pitches and stealing signs uh, yeah. has always been a part of baseball. Yeah, I was gonna say stealing Tipping signs. pitches. Yeah, tr- you know, finding guys tips, whatever, and and it's. I don't care if you're banging on a thing in the dugout if you know there are signs. Yeah. It's uh, the fact that there a camera. You, a, there's a camera set yeah. up that's broadcasting into your own dugout so that you can – I mean, why not just have earpieces in their ear and have a guy going, change up. Yeah. No, you're right. Stealing signs and, and tipping your, you know, your hat to things, that's just part of the game. But you're right. This is, this is basically – Spygate with the Patriots, where they're filming the Jets' practices. Yeah, uh, you know the 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 comparison I made yesterday on Dirty Slides is when you play poker, you're the whole game is looking at a guy trying to read what he has, trying to pick up on little tells, trying to pick up on little things that somebody's doing that can tell you what they've got. This is the equivalent of having somebody standing behind that guy and writing on a fucking whiteboard what his hand is. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's fucking cheating, and I think AJ Hinch's finger should be removed. Is uh, is Orbit connected? The mascot, the big green mascot. Have we have we looked into Orbit? I don't trust Orbit. I'm just saying, who's the guy behind the mascot? What's he doing? Is he tipping any signs? Do we trust Orbit? No one's talking about Orbit. I feel like there's something there. I feel like we need another DSPN investigates. Is Jason Light, Jameis one of one, also behind Orbit? It's a great question. Maybe you need to take a dump after the show. That's where you do all your prime investigating in my bathroom. I mean, why won't Jameis one of one show his face? Why won't Orbit show his face? Is Jameis one of one Orbit? Looks like we need to figure this out. (laughs) Time to get the old dry erase board nice and clear. So I can start connecting the dots after the show. Okay, but the awards were announced this week, a lot of the awards. Uh, the Cy Young winners, shout out to your boy, Jacob DeGrom. Wearing my Mets hat today in honor of the best pitcher in baseball. Back-to-back, joins a, a small list, which I don't have in front of me, but it's a small list, right? Yeah. Of back-to-back guys. Verlander wins. Any qualms about that? I mean, Garrett Cole was certainly the best pitcher in baseball down the stretch, but Verlander overall, I mean, incredible season. Uh, It it is a regular season award, and, you know, he obviously had his playoff struggles, but uh, no, I don't don't really have a problem with it, honestly. Um, I'm fine with all the awards so far, and it's amazing. Rookie, both Rookie of the Years and both um, Cy Young winners, Astros-Mets. Pete Alonso, Alvarez, DeGrom, Verlander. Meanwhile, the Astros used those players to reach a World Series. The Mets used those players to finish third and miss the playoffs. Where is Jacob DeGrom? Where is he now on the all-time Mets pitcher list? I know it's early. Uh, honestly, when you think about, first of all, Dwight Gooden was incredible. Shout out to Dwight over there. Dwight Gooden was incredible, but Dwight Gooden obviously fell off very quickly. Old uh, crack. Due, due to drugs. Old um, crack. He was about as dominant as you can get. But when you look at how dominant DeGrom has been, the dip, like, put Jacob DeGrom on, on the 86 Mets, I think he might win 35 games. Yeah. Uh, a lot of DeGrom's statistics 
overshadowed by the fact he doesn't get any wins. No run I mean, support. The the idea that he's winning two Cy Youngs with a total of like I don't like what do you win? A total of 22, 23 games over two seasons. Um, to me, right now, he's the second best pitcher in Mets history behind Tom Seaver. Doesn't say behind Seaver probably, and he's getting up there. It's I mean Seaver I believe had three Cy Youngs with the Mets. A title, yeah. But you know, there's only so much one guy can sure. do. But yeah, I think he's right behind Seaver. I think he is. I think he has passed Gooden. In my opinion, yeah, I saw and I love Gooden. Who doesn't? He had a relapse recently. I mean, his. I I feel like we should only talk about when he is sober instead of his, like. You got to feel bad for a guy like that. Yeah. The struggle is real. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Man. I know. I don't know, actually. I've never tried it. <laughs> I have no clue about cocaine. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's a hell of a drug. Uh, my favorite cocaine story, my favorite cocaine story is definitely when I was a teacher, when I was teaching... And I was that summer I was a lifeguard, and I think I've told this one, at least I told it on Dent Report. And it's our it's our first weekend of being a lifeguard. And my buddy has been out all night at Spearmint Rhino, um, the best strip club in Las Vegas. And my other buddy who's a teacher goes to pick him up. We have a noon shift. It's Memorial Weekend. And uh he picks him up from the strip club at like eleven thirty. He's been out obviously all night, and he gets in the car and he's like, dude. First day as a lifeguard, like, what are you doing? And he goes, I can't make it. And he just pulls out a line and does a bump. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? He goes, I got to stay awake on the lifeguard stand. <laughs> you know what my favorite cocaine story is? My favorite cocaine story is Sam Tripoli saying the Clippers were going to go 75-7. and seven. Oh, shots fired. Speaking, uh, you just mentioned Vegas. Sam Tripoli is from Vegas. You know who else is from Vegas? Who? Brant Tobler. Yes, good which buddy. I am, which I am was I I was reminded of last night when I heard this. This is this is interesting. Uh, I I wonder. I should. I'll just play this through the phone. Is that me? That was Andy Ruther on episode 127 of the 31 with Brand Tobler complaining about people selling celebrating Halloween days early. Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> Wait a second. Wait we a got se- him. <laughs> we got him. Wait a second. I just did Brand's podcast, but I recorded. I recorded it like a month ago. Wait a second. We got him. Hold on. Relax. Relax, sir. Was that was that your voice, Andy Ruther? That was my voice. We we did the show over the phone because Brand is still in Denver. Wait a second. So, I'm saying, yeah, but I think you pulled that out of context because it doesn't mean that I still didn't celebrate. Oh, we know you celebrated days we're, before. We know you celebrated days before. We said it. We're just saying you you literally do. You literally do Andy Ruther like girl voice being like, I celebrate on the 27th because that's a Saturday. Yeah, but but that but that doesn't again that that's 
I see what you're doing here, but that also see, I didn't do anything. Oh, just hold, let me finish. If you're gonna put me on the fucking you know stand, let me say my piece. The point is, that's no different than my take, which is still now of not of celebrating it on the 27th and then not the 31st. That stance hasn't changed. This year, I celebrated Halloween on the 26th, the 30th, and also the 31st. That's all I'm saying, Joe. I didn't do it five days early and then not do it. So that stance hasn't changed. This is not what you say. You say, when I was younger, we used to celebrate Halloween on Halloween. Not one of these, oh, we're celebrating on the 27th because it's the Saturday. Your words. Yeah, yeah, I know those are my words. We gotcha. But you didn't get me because I still also celebrated it on Halloween. I'm making fun of the people who don't celebrate it on Halloween. So you kind of got me, but not fully. Oh, I think we got you fully. I think we got you fully. This is this is literally days before Halloween Gate. You're uh, this is this is the equivalent of AJ Hinch being like these Yankees are accusing us of stealing signs. Oh, what a bunch of dicks! No, 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 if no, no, we're no, only no, that no, easy. No, no. I can- and then getting and then video evidence of him stealing signs coming out. You are AJ Hinch, and now I demand a pinky. Prano, Prano. I can admit when I'm wrong, but again, if you listen to that full podcast, I'm actually not sure that you can admit when you're I can, wrong. I can. Unless I've been accused of not admitting I'm wrong because we you have can't. we have audio evidence. I know. I Everybody, know. go to episode 127 of the 31 with Brant Tobler and listen to Andy Ruther mock people who celebrate Halloween off Halloween. I know, but Joe, a- answer this question. Shout He's- out to Conrad Olbert, Conrad 1313 for. Uh, the heads up. The uh, okay, okay, okay. So, Conrad, so, so, Conrad, are you guys who are trying to like? I got him uh, again. Answer this question. Have I always said though? Even, even in that, I think it's lame to celebrate early if you don't celebrate on Halloween. This is just where we disagree. You do not disagree. say this in this. It's you, all- you do not say it in this. What you say is, when I was younger. You celebrated Halloween. You were like, I was at a college party. It was like a Tuesday because that's what you did back in the day. You celebrate on Halloween. None of this on the 27th because that's the Saturday stuff. Well, first of all, I need to talk to Brant because uh, I haven't listened to the episode that we did, but I know he had multiple guests. And he I know he didn't put our full phone call interview on, so who knows what was edited out. But I stand by what I've said. I think it's lame to celebrate. Well, you stand by what you said on the show, or you stand by what you said on Brand Show. Whatever, Prano. Russell Wilson's the goat. We Fuck got, you. We got him. <laughs> Russell we, Wilson's the goat. Just admit it. We got him. <laughs> we'll go to that. I uh, I don't see how that could be taken out of context at all. I mean, you straight up said you had to celebrate Halloween on Halloween, or else whatever else you said what do you mean taken out of context i well because you claimed well that's taken out of context it's not really what i meant i you, mean you guys are going to really you, hijack the show with this shit <laughs> we, we, have, we got we got no, so no, no, much we, we already hijacked I think shows it's, over it's halloween it. gate this yeah this is halloween gate you are aj hinch right now you're on the record as saying i didn't steal signs meanwhile here you are stealing signs no again it's I don't. I don't see what you're not. What, ne- what neither. Just let me say my point. I don't see what neither of you are understanding. I. I still stick by what I've always said. Of. Uh, let me let me cut you off really quickly. I, as somebody who wants to keep the legitimacy of this show intact, I think you're going to want to limit the words that you use right now. I think you're going to want to step back from the show later. Listen to what you said on Brad's podcast. Maybe. 
just talk this over with you know legal counsel. Come back next episode with a prepared statement. Don't just go riffing here. Uh, right now, there's a, a hole in the ground and there's a shovel, and you're walking around like don't end up burying yourself here. Don't you know? Don't SpongeBob bury yourself here. Uh, take a moment. Take a deep breath. You know, talk to Brant. Talk to your lo- le- your legal team. I've said um, my I've said my piece. Okay, I've already said it, and 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 I stand by it. And that's basically my piece has always been: it's lame to celebrate it five six days early and then not on Halloween. That doesn't that doesn't mean that piece that audio that you fucking played. That doesn't mean that I didn't believe that when I said that as well. I, I I'm sorry. Are you claiming split personality now? What what do you what's happening here? No, I'm just claiming that you, you're pulling something out of context. That Joe, I literally did that interview with Brant right around the same time we started discussing Halloween. Yeah. So it's not like I did that interview with Brant and then my opinion suddenly changed. I know. That's that's the craziest part about it. The next day. You know, I almost feel like I was very critical of you and I was very critical of people celebrating and then you were like, Hey, I'm on this other podcast. Maybe I go on this riff and I'm like, Ooh, dangerous game. Now you're you're in one world you're like Halloween all the time guy, and in another world you're like, Hey man, when I was back in the day, when I was a uh, slew, you know, and men were men and fraternities were fraternities, you could still finger each other in the butt during rush and you celebrated Halloween on the thirty first. Dude, I, I'm just gonna keep celebrating Halloween. I'll we, celebrate it every day this year. I don't we, care. <laughs> we want a finger. I'll give you a finger if you give me a finger on admitting you how wrong you've been about Russell Wilson and Eli Manning. We, okay. we can go tit for tat on this one. Fam. I mean, I, it's amazing that after all of the all of what you did. And by the way, I let you. I was like watching you. I was like, oh, Ruther's on a fun Russell Wilson kick on Twitter. I was like, cool. He's got what the fuck stats, and he's got you know all these fun stuff. And then you just you just pushed it too far, fam. You pushed it too far. I don't push it too far. I, I you ignored postseason success. I didn't ignore because I try just, to compare Tom Brady and Russell Wilson's first eight years in the league. You know why it's not ignored, Joe? Because I think people understand that it's not a ma- this. When I do these comparisons about anybody, it's not a matter of me saying that Russell Wilson is better than Tom Brady. You are the one who extrapolate. But what you, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. You like to extrapolate what you want to see in these arguments. All I'm saying is, but why Tom Brady? Because again, but why? why he is arguably considered the greatest. But he's of all only time. considered the the greatest of all time because of his postseason success. If you put. Uh, the a player comparison of the first eight years: Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning throws for thirty-five more yards a game and more touchdowns, and ever because his regular season statistics dwarf those guys. But people argue Tom Brady over Peyton Manning because of the rings. If you take Aaron Rodgers and you put him in that, his stats are better. But no one's talking about Aaron Rodgers being the GOAT yet because he doesn't have the postseason success. That's why I said, yeah, you could do this with Andy Dalton too. But then, but you, but you can't because everybody knows Andy Dalton is not good and has not been good in the postseason, but in prime time. In, in their first nine years since you brought that up, 
Russell Wilson has... Well, Russell Wilson hasn't even played eight full years. Okay, so in eight seasons so far, eight seven-plus seasons so far, Russell Wilson has eight more playoff wins and two more road playoff wins and one more Super Bowl than Andy Dalton. Eight, two, and one. In that time, Tom Brady has six more playoff wins than Russell Wilson. God knows how many road wins. Two more Super Bowls. So the difference in postseason success between Andy Dalton and Russell Wilson is just as wide a gap as it is from Russell Wilson to Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady had triple the Super Bowls in that time, double the wins. That's that's he he literally has almost the exact number of wins more than Russell Wilson in that time than Russell Wilson has of Andy Dalton. But again, and he has three times the Super Bowls. Now I understand zero is infinitely multiplied to you know equal one, but still, I'm just saying that is where context matters. And Tom Brady is only considered the goat because of his postseason context success. does matter exactly. Otherwise, people are talking about Brady. And but, 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 or everybody's talking about Peyton Manning and Breeze and Marino. There's Joe, a reason that the, the GOAT picture is Tom Brady with the rings on. Context does matter, but yeah. you start with one point. That's all I'm doing when, when I put these things on Twitter. You start with one point. You start with regular season. Then you look at game-winning drives. Then you look at come-from-behind wins. You look at all these factors, and that's all I'm— Dude, when I put together these arguments, and you know what? I'm going to literally start doing this. I've talked about it with you. I'm going to start a YouTube segment called Facts Only, where I only present facts, no bias, because I don't even want my opinion involved. And, and when I do these things, it's only presenting facts, because at this point, when I have sports discussions, that's all I want to discuss. But statistical facts only without context is propaganda. It's not. It is, because facts only— You use— fa Because facts only— you compare Tom Brady to Russell Wilson in in regular season statistics. If you do that with Russell Wilson and Andy Dalton, they are similar. Remarkably similar. Obviously, those other things are going to come into play. I wasn't writing a Barry McCockiner thread, Joe. That's the difference. I was just stating— Well, it was the third of a thread of tweets, Correct. But I wasn't I wasn't going fully into it. I just thought that was interesting when I started looking at regular season numbers. And I'm also not going to throw regular season out the window either. And also, Andy Dalton had way more interceptions and way more turnovers. You're doing the exact same thing. You, th my problem yeah, is yeah, exactly. Hold on, this, that's my, exactly what I'm doing. My problem. I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm taking stats without context and saying, look at how they make Andy Dalton look. That's exactly my point. Isn't it frustrating? Isn't it dumb? No, Isn't it's, it reckless? What's what's reckless is that but it I, is facts only. That I'm using fucking numbers about people that are more comparable. I'm not saying they're not more comparable. I'm not saying well they are. No, they're not. In that same time, Tom Brady had as many more wins in the playoffs from Russell Wilson as Russell Wilson did Andy Dalton. So so and two so, more Super Bowls than Russell Wilson as opposed to Russell Wilson's one to Andy Dalton. But Joe, you 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 sit, you always sit on the soapbox of a pick a lane. You need to learn how to pick a lane. Is no, you do. You need to learn how to pick a lane as far as team wins versus individual. Because that's I'm something not, I don't have to pick a lane here. Because but you do. I don't have to pick a lane. Here. No one considers Tom Brady the goat without six rings. 
No one considers him the GOAT when he had four rings because Joe Montana had four rings. No one considered him the, the GOAT when he had three rings because then he didn't even have as much as the other next best player. Tom Brady's GOAT status is based almost entirely on postseason success because he doesn't have the gaudy passing numbers. But he, but of, he will. He's going to finish probably... He's already there in career yards, yeah. career touchdowns. He's he's so, not going to be ahead of Breeze. Debatable. Okay. Th they're neck and neck right now. Okay. The bottom line is, if you look at the statistical passing numbers of Tom Brady, the Breezes, the Mannings, all that stuff, it, it it is only the postseason thing that give him the edge. But that's not necessarily true. Because if you look at Drew Breeze, and I did it, if you look at Drew Breeze first, same thing. His first eight seasons, he's right there. He's he's what happened with guys like both Breeze and Brady, and it might happen with Wilson. I don't know. It, at least it is this year. Guys' numbers really jumped after their first seven eight years. Same thing for Breeze. Breeze's first eight years, I looked it up. In his first eight years, again, as a starter, I'm not even talking about one year, his six games, one year. His first eight years as a starter, Breeze doesn't have an insane number. And he jumped starting in like 2010. So the the fact that a guy like Wilson can't jump, I, I think it's ridiculous to say that he could. I don't know if he will. But that's my point. It's I neither here nor there, though. It's really not. It's really neither here nor there because what you presented – was Russell Wilson versus Tom Brady. And then in your follow-ups, you said, the reason I am showing this is because he's on pace with the GOAT. But he's not on pace with the GOAT because the GOAT's only the GOAT because of his postseason success. And in those first nine years, Tom Brady was 3-0 and in Super Bowls. But, Joe, he, and, is, he, and, he and, is from a regular season standpoint. Okay. He is. And, again... That's not having context because the GOAT, okay. Tom well, Brady, is not the GOAT because I guess, of his regular I guess, season I guess, statistics. I guess everybody listening, guys, regular season stats don't matter in this context, but they definitely matter when we bring up Eli Manning's all-time yards. That's when regular season stats suddenly matter again. What? This is, this well, is my point. I, I don't understand what you're See, saying. What I'm saying is when you always— No one considers Eli Manning a Hall of Famer with seven— Seventh on the all-time passing list and no Super Bowls. You're on record saying you're on uh, record and no Super Bowls. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. He has the road playoff wins. He has all the things that we're talking about. We're you're now that's that's the point is you're taking somebody's full resume, cutting it in half, and saying this guy's pacing with that, but he's not pacing with that. Because Tom Brady is considered the GOAT because of his postseason success. Regular season on a game by game basis, even against guys who never missed games as well, like Peyton Manning, who never missed games until late in his career. Tom Brady has missed one season's worth of games. We're not talking about guys who are like, we're picking and choosing stats. So you're telling me, hold on, hold on a second. Let me just back up to what you I don't just even, said. I, I hold, again, hold on, let me, hold on. I again this. stand by Tom Brady isn't my GOAT. And that's fine. I don't know if he's my GOAT either. I don't, I literally don't have a strong, I go back and forth if you listen to the show. I always go back and forth on Brady. But hold on, let's go back to the Eli thing real quick. So you're telling me Eli, who's seventh all-time in passing yards, isn't a Hall of Famer without those no, rings? that's not what I'm saying. But Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. No. Agreed? I'm not saying Eli Manning isn't a Hall of Famer without those rings. I'm saying— So we both that, agree he is. I, look, who makes the Hall of Fame isn't up to me. No, no, but no, I'm no, saying, no, but I'm asking your yeah, opinion. But, but here's what I'm saying. Take the rings away. Here's what I'm—I'm I'm, I'm saying 
Is he or is he not in the Hall of Fame without the rings? I don't know. Would I give him a vote? Of course I'd give him a vote. But will he be? But I can tell you one thing. He is 100% a Hall of Famer because of the two rings. The only argument for Tom Brady as a GOAT is six rings and the stats. Well, of course. Right. So, But I'm just saying, just saying, well, this is how his regular season numbers compared to the GOAT through eight seasons, that's, that's propaganda. It's not propaganda because, once again, after those seasons, Tom Brady took his stats, including in that. That included his 50-touchdown season and took them to the next level. My argument for anybody like a Russell Wilson or even other quarterbacks is they can then take that leap and start putting out gaudy passing numbers. That's all I'm saying. So, so to argue that those stats don't matter, I, I, I just it's it's not taking. They, but they don't mat. They don't matter in the context that you're presenting them. Present them against Peyton Manning. Present them against guys who, at the time, at the time Peyton Manning has zero Super Bowls, so he has one less Super Bowl in eight seasons than Russell Wilson does. Currently, Russell Wilson has. Two less Super Bowls than Tom Brady does through eight seasons. Okay, let's take so, let's, so take, let's take Drew Brees. So let's then, take Drew Brees. So then present. Let's. What about him? Let's take Drew Brees through the first eight seasons versus Russell Wilson. If you looked at the first eight seasons, Russell Wilson has more touchdowns, less interceptions. Pending how this year finishes, more yards, and they both have one ring. That is all I'm saying. Th- this notion that we're just gonna Drew Brees is on pace to have the most yard. Does he have the most yards in? Whatever. He's on pace to have the most yards in NFL history. My point is this. If you take regular season and postseason, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees are on par. That's all I'm saying, dude. Well, that's not what you're saying. You put him up against Tom Brady. I used Brady yeah. because he's arguably considered the GOAT. Right. That's why you used him. Because I want to just show fucking somebody who's having an amazing career at the end of the day. That, that's all I do. But you, but it's fine, Joe. I, I've learned. You just, you have this. I'm just saying, you have this I thing. think that, I, I know what you were doing, and it's a reckless comparison. It's not reckless. Okay. Well, you're comparing him to a guy who's, quote unquote, the GOAT through eight seasons. One guy already had three rings. So you wouldn't in, have cared if seasons. I, you wouldn't have cared if I, if I compared him to Drew Brees. Yeah. Or Peyton Manning. Because you're on record on an hour long episode of the show. Saying if you're out there saying Drew Brees is the goat, if you're out there saying Drew Brees is top five all time, you're a fucking idiot. Here's all the reasons he's not. He's not better than Peyton Manning. He's not better than Tom Brady. He's not better than Joe Montana. He's not better than Aaron Rodgers. He's not better than. I'm so, a, I'm also on record saying Drew Brees is sixth. Okay. So we're talking all time in the history of the National Football League. So I so again, you're what you're doing is I I'm never saying that Russell Wilson is the goat. You literally just said it facetiously I said it facetiously all I'm saying is his numbers on paper with everything dude you want to count regular season postseason Super Bowls game winning drives come from behind wins wins against teams with winning records Monday Night Football he fucking stacks up against the greatest of the greatest of all time hands down In in the regular season and in the boat, dude, you can take your Tom Brady thing. You, you, what's not funny is you're just suddenly acting like regular season doesn't mean no, anything. I'm, I'm saying I'm, whatever, dude. You just you I'm have an issue. Saying I'm saying you have an issue. If you're gonna put him up against the best of all time, do that comparison with Peyton Manning's first eight years in the league. 
do that comparison with Aaron Rodgers, who's his I actual have. his who's his actual you know his actual uh, like playing in the exact same era and the exact same thing. Also, do it like show him uh you know show his playoff wins versus Aaron Rodgers. Show his. Show his game by game statistics. That's fine. Show Joe. his. That, that, that's fine. You're you're just getting mad. You got all butt hurt. No, I didn't get butt. I let you, you do your thread, and then you and then you did no, something and, reckless. No, and you I compared didn't, I didn't him. Do, I didn't do something. You reckless. compared him to the guy who you many chimed people in. The goat. You fucking chimed in. You get all mad, dude. No, I didn't get all mad. I just I, all I did is present you with the fact that if you look at regular season statistics, Andy Dalton is also the goat. That's not true. You're just, it is. You're it making, is true. You're 197 making, touchdowns, more yards, same as Tom Brady in, in the regular season. That's just that's just not true. When, I, when, when that's not true on all his numbers. That's just not. It's not. It's just not true, Prano. If you look at team wins, if you look at interceptions, fumbles, but you didn't put team wins and you didn't put all that because you just I'm doing put the statistics a, that that matched up. I'm doing a fucking you Twitter more thing, yards, dude. More TDs. I'm doing a Twitter thing. Yeah. I'm and doing I a Twitter, did a Twitter thing. thing. No, because this is what you do. You just fucking want to come at me because you have this weird hatred of a guy who's literally on pace. I don't have a weird hatred. No, guy. you do. I no, just you say, do. I just say, just don't overrate him. I don't overrate him. You just called him the goat. He's fucking top ten in everything. He is through the first eight seasons. He's top ten. Just fucking own it, dude. I call him the GOAT jokingly. He's not the fucking GOAT. But you fucking have this hatred, which I still can't figure out. Just fucking I admit you're wrong. people overrating people. No one's overrating him. Every stat shows that he is fucking top 10 through his first eight seasons. He is. I didn't say he was better than Peyton Manning. I didn't say he was better than Aaron Rodgers. I didn't say he was better than some of those guys. through eight seasons. Literally, every stat puts him top 10 through his first eight seasons. Every fucking stat. You can deny science all you want, you Joe. Had, honestly, the thing Whatever, is, if, dude. You, if you put a list of Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Drew Brees Andy Dalton, all through 10 seasons, then no one's getting butthurt here. But you didn't. You cherry-picked stats, regular season, Russell Wilson, eight seasons through Tom Brady. Dude, whatever, man. You just, you just, you're just in denial of how good somebody is. And I don't get it. You're in this weird denial of how great Russell Wilson is. He's been fucking great. Plain and simple. He's been great. The fucking numbers don't lie, dude. And that doesn't even include his rushing yards and rushing TDs. That's not even included in that. It doesn't include his sacks. It doesn't include game-losing interceptions. It doesn't include four interceptions in the NFC Championship game saved by a punter. It does include that. No, it doesn't. It does include that. It doesn't that. include that because you didn't list any of that stuff. Those are his playoff. I, I just said right on record, if you look at all the numbers, you're just mad because I picked Brady versus him in one analogy. I could go deeper. I don't have the fuck. Like, I wasn't doing that there. Aaron, everybody wants you to chime in here. I see the comments just floating. I don't think I'm educated enough on all things Russell Wilson to make a uh, a fair call on this, but I do think Russell Wilson is great. I so think, do I. I think you don't, though, Joe. You don't want to say he's top ten through his first eight seasons. Who cares what he is through his first eight seasons? I also think he's definitely been uh, steadily progressing. So I don't know if I could say he was. A, I mean, I definitely don't think he was as good as he is now, early in his career. Of course, he wasn't. Um, 
But when he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think he was a fraction as good as he is now. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I'm excited to see how much he continues to get better. I mean, he's, he's, I honestly think he is, uh, yeah, definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, so I'm just hoping, yeah, he just keeps. I'm not, I'm not changing my opinion. He's top five for me. I'm not changing it. I, I, you know, and that's fine. We don't have to agree. I have Rogers, uh, Rogers, Brady, Mahomes, Breeze, and Wilson. Deshaun Watson's up there. I, I mean, Matt Ryan's up there. That's that's just what I have based on everything. And we don't have to agree on that, and that's fine. You have Wentz up there? No. You have Stafford up there? Stafford puts out good numbers, but again, do something in the re- do something in the postseason. I get you don't have the best teams. You got to win games at some point. You know, the Legion of Boom is long gone from the Seahawks. Marshawn yeah. Lynch is long gone. Yeah. And last year, Russell Wilson completed zero passes on third down, lost to the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. So you get your Russell you've got you you get your Russell Wilson win games claim. You get your Russell Wilson playoff road wins, two and four on the road in the playoffs. You get it. You're gonna have it. You're gonna have it again this year. Yeah, I will. You you get to have all your Russell Wilson stuff. But just remember all of your hate to the Staffords and the Daltons and the Ryans of the choking or whatever that Russell Wilson got a Super Bowl, then choked one away, and ever since then I don't have what in the playoffs. Well, first of all, Russell Wilson is the reason the Seahawks are winning and and getting these ten win seasons. I mean, we can't just ignore that they that they have completely dropped off overall as a team, and they're still winning games. And, and, and that's it. That's all I'm saying is that he brings a level to that team that they win games, and that's what I stand by. The Seahawks had no business winning ten games last year. This to me sounds like the argument that you use against me with somebody like a Mike D'Antoni of they're playing above their level. They're getting 10 wins with nobody on defense. I mean, they had the number one rushing offense in football last year. Tell me how good tell me those running backs. Tell me how good those guys are. What tell I mean, tell you how good who is the running back on any Patriots Super Bowl team? Corey Dillon, James White. I mean, we can name a lot of guys. You're pretty, so we're talking James White and Chris Carson or not in the same class of running back. Danny Woodhead. I, I mean, I would say White. I mean, White had an amazing Super Bowl. White had some amazing. I, I, my point about that is, it's not Marshawn Lynch. It's not all timer. No one's saying. No one's saying that Marshawn Lynch was on the team last year when they had the number one overall rushing offense. Coaching, defense, running the ball, play action is a cheat code. We've been going through this the whole time. That's why they set up. That's why everybody is all fucking butthurt, wants to blame Brian Schottenheimer every time Russell Wilson can't convert on third down. They're setting him up with the cheat code by running the ball all the time. Look at Russell Wilson. You want to go context? You want to go facts only? Look at Russell Wilson in play action versus him just dropping back. I'm a Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's great. I'm just saying Russell Wilson got a Super Bowl early, and that's why everybody's on Russell Wilson's dick. 
No, because no, there because are, if no, Russell no, no, Wilson no, no, doesn't, no, 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 no. if Russell Wilson doesn't win that Super Bowl and throws four interceptions in an NFC, in, a, in a conference championship game, then everybody's like, can't do it, couldn't make it. Fuck gaudy numbers, cool story. If you don't win a fucking Super Bowl, who cares, Carson Palmer? Who cares, blah blah blah? No, who cares? Joe, we're on Russell Wilson's dick because he's only continuing to get better and improve as his career progresses and his teams continue to win 10 plus games. The guy's just the, the the guy he's one of those guys where I think he gets the most out of his teammates. And if you look at his career, it's not like he's had uh, I, Baldwin was a nice piece. I think Lockett's a very very underrated, very very talented piece. I'm just saying it's not like he's I see a lot of similarities as far as getting the most out of his team as like a Patriots system, as they get the most out of those guys. And he's the guy man in the ship at quarterback. And it's the same way with Brady. I mean, we can call Brady a system quarterback, and and I can debate that. Every quarterback should be a system quarterback. That's the purpose of being a quarterback. Be a system. Fit into the system. Joe Montana is a system quarterback. Agreed. Everybody, There's a ton of guys who are system quarterback. And honestly, the, the Peyton Mannings, of the world might be the goat because the system is their brain. That was the system. Sure. The system is I will decide what the system is. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I agree. Aaron Rodgers is now leading one of the best teams in football because they got rid of the fat boob system. Deshaun Watson is succeeding despite being in Bill O'Brien's system. Patrick Mahomes added to a, an Andy Reid system that's always made quarterbacks better, and then he's winning the MVP. So much for a quick show, huh? <laughs> it's Look, I'm people, everybody, it's the same thing that everybody does to me, which is exactly what CT did last episode. Is this done? Are we done? No one's hating on Russell Wilson here. I'm just saying, can we have context? Can we have context to the guy's career? I don't know what it is about Russell Wilson that everybody wants to be on his dick so hard. But, I, but it's I, just like see him for what he is. I, it's fine. I disagree with that. And, and that's I fine. think and I and 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 to me, it's how people talk about Russell Wilson versus how they talk about other people. Go back and look and when I said I will take Stafford over Russell Wilson. Go back. People are like, this guy should not talk football. It's like, guys, it's pretty fucking close. The reason I wouldn't, and and the same, and I'll take Barry Sanders over Emmett Smith, and I don't give a fuck about your playoff wins, and I don't give a fuck about your Super Bowls. You were in Detroit, and you fucking suck. Spoiler: So has everybody who's ever played for Detroit. Megatron's got no fucking playoff wins. Barry Sanders got no playoff wins. Stafford's got no playoff wins. Fucking none of them. Nobody. Nobody in the history of Detroit has a playoff win. Detroit. AJ Green's great. Sucks for him. Yes, playing Cincinnati. I think it's different with quarterbacks and position players, though. I think it's different when you discuss Matthew Stafford versus Barry Sanders or Megatron. I think it's different. Whether it's fair or not, I don't know. It's, it, it's, of course it's different to compare wins from quarterbacks to position. I'm just saying when you look at some of the greatest of all time to do it in certain places, there are some things that are bigger than the quarterback, like being a Detroit Lion. Jacob DeGrom has fucking 20 wins over yeah. the course of two seasons. The Mets are a fucking dumpster fire from an organizational standpoint. 
But Matthew, the Bengals are a dumpster fire. You have said it. This is an owner problem. I agree. But also, to achieve what I would say greatness and next level, you do have to over- overcome those things. You know, the, the Bengals, as big of a, I agree, worst organization, worst run, terrible. But at a certain point, you got to beat the Steelers when you have them on the ropes. That playoff game. Do you know what I'm saying? You have to win some of these games. That's on the players. That's on the coaches. That's not on the owner during that game. That's all I'm saying. At a certain point, you have to win games. And that would be my argument for somebody like a Matthew Stafford. Great numbers. You had some teams on the ropes. You had the Dallas Cowboys on the ropes. And they got hosed in that game. There was a very questionable pass interference call, of course. But at a certain point, you... you I just think... It's reckless to look at what Matthew Stafford's done in his career and be like, it's his fault they're not winning playoff games. I'm not saying it's his fault, but at a certain point. Or he hasn't elevated his game enough to win playoff games. Look what Matt Ryan did. I called him Andy Dalton 2.0. He did. He elevated his game, both regular and postseason. And it has an MVP. Exactly. And what are his numbers through eight seasons? They're great. He's Hall of Famer. But I, no one t- But you don't have him up there. You have Russell Wilson above him. Said who? Said you. Matt Ryan right now is... is Who's p- your top five quarterbacks in the league? I have, you have Ru- Russell Wilson. You have Rodgers. You have Breeze. You have Brady. You have Mahomes. I, I just said I have him slightly above Matt Ryan. He turns the ball over less. But I wouldn't be mad if somebody had Matt Ryan there. Matt Ryan puts up great numbers. Matt Ryan also has... So if I put Matt Ryan there... I wouldn't hate you for it. We but, can dis- but then you would argue with me whether or not Russell Wilson's top five. So I'll say Russell Wilson, not a top five quarterback, and we can agree to disagree. That's fine. So there we go. I guess we solved fucking five years of conversation on the Dirty Sports Podcast. I, I would counter that, you know, Matt Ryan has a lot more weapons, but he's also got a shittier defense. No running game as compared to what Russell Wilson has. So I mean, definitely it's, decided coaching disadvantage, decided defense disadvantage in his career, an MVP. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. I guess we don't ever have to talk about it again. You you see brought the it argument. Up. You brought it up. You see the argument of Russell Wilson not being a top five quarterback in the league because you don't think he's better than Rodgers, and you don't think he's better than Mahomes. No. Right. I don't think he's better than Breeze yet. I don't. You wouldn't take Bree- You wouldn't take him over Breeze or Brady. Not, had to win a Super Bowl. No, this year, sight unseen. Not right now. I mean, that could change. Those guys are getting older. Sure, those guys are getting older. I, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't take Russell Wilson over Joe Montana as prime, but I take him over Joe Montana. We're in fucking Skechers. Debatable. Man, shit got heated today. I think I think you and I need to uh Now where do you have Andy Dalton in the mix? That's the big question. Well, Joe. <laughs> it's funny you say that. What do you think should happen to the ginger goat in this off season? I was wearing Should a- should should the Patriots go after the ginger goat since his regular season statistics basically mimic Tom Brady's and put him in a system where he doesn't have to throw the ball as much late in games and just let the guy game manage them to again is, is that do we do we get the they do don't mimic the ginger goat you're ignoring a lot of more interceptions yeah because again I so, so they don't mimic right I, I mean interceptions equal points for the other teams 
which equal losses. I'm just saying, it's to me, it's like the Jameis Winston thing. Jameis Winston has extremely gaudy passing yards for his first five seasons. But when you put it all at turnovers, the, the argument always is, how many of those turnovers equal points? But also there's the eye test. Jameis Winston is a turnover machine because Jameis Winston is a gunslinger, but he's not great at gunslinging. Andy Dalton, to me, throughout his career, has been a game manager and has been really good when he has had good teams to game manage. And when he has trash teams to game manage, he doesn't have the ability to throw them into games. Yeah. Honestly, guess what? We'll never know whether or not Tom Brady has that. We'll never know whether or not Tom Brady is a turnover machine on the Bengals or the Browns. Because Tom Brady and Russell Wilson have the pleasure of being on teams with great coaches, built around defense, built around running games, and go, hey, man, don't fucking turn the ball over. First things first. Don't turn the ball over. We're, we're going we're gonna to make it so important that you don't turn the ball over. We're not going to let you throw it on first and second down. I guess there, there lies in the, the giant question. We don't know how Tom Brady would be on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, out of football, probably. But I do know, as we are an hour plus into the show, that I am going to use SeatGeek to go see the Lakers this year. The best part is I get $10 off. I can see exactly where I'm going to sit at the Staples Center. Uh, we alluded to him earlier, Sam Tripoli. I still owe him. We have to go to a late. You're supposed to, wear a, you're supposed to wear a Kobe jersey. I have to wear a Kobe. No means no jersey. Now will that be eight or twenty four? Definitely be eight. Okay. Right. You have yeah. to go when the infraction happened. The infraction allegedly. Allegedly. So uh, I will be going to see. I will be going on SeatGeek to get those tickets, guys. I love SeatGeek because it rates each deal on a scale of one to ten, so you know exactly the barometer of the ticket and where you're going to sit on their interactive seat map. We had a dirtball DM me this week. I forget your name. Sorry, man. I know you're from uh, Ohio, so shout out to the 513. I don't know if you live in Cincinnati, but uh, I'm sending you some koozies, and I will send koozies to anybody who uses promo code DIRTY because SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off. On your first purchase. Now, since we're talking about tickets, we got to bring up a discussion that we had via text the other day. You have, you talked to the guy from the Chargers, and and we, we being you, myself, and Tug, we are all we were all kind of jived up, yeah, at the possibility of getting Chargers season tickets to their brand new stadium down in Englewood. And the only thing for me that was kind of like less exciting about it was that it's the Chargers. Yeah. Um, I don't like the Chargers don't really have fans. Um, so there's, you know, th there's going to be certainly an energy level issue. Obviously, I'm team Eli versus team Rivers. So I'm always rooting against Rivers fudge and success. And uh, which brought me to a. Different conclusion, if we're going to buy season tickets to a team moving into a brand new stadium, why don't we buy Raiders tickets? Raiders season tickets. Four games a year, eight games a year in 
Vegas, you, baby. You want to you want to do that trip to Vegas four times a year? Well, I'm saying if you, me, Tug, and a fourth, maybe our Raiders loving intern, go in on Raiders tickets, you're now looking at essentially four regular season tickets a person, which is sort of the idea that we were talking about before with Chargers tickets. And I even said, let's be honest, I'm gonna sell two. Of my Chargers tickets, and I'm going to keep two. I'll go to two Chargers home games a year. I'll sell two, make some of my dough back. I'll pick and choose my games that I want to go to. If I'm going twice a year, first of all, with L.A. traffic, it might take me longer to get to Englewood than it takes me to get to Vegas on a Sunday. Why don't we do this? Aaron, I don't know if they, they'll list them because I've noticed most teams do not list season tickets. You have to set up an interview, like a phone interview or an email. See if you can find what the Raiders season tickets for 2020 in Las Vegas are. Because I could take two trips a year to go to Vegas, baby. And by the way, if I had Vegas Raiders season tickets, I officially I'll have a I will have a ribbon cutting ceremony where I make them my AFC team and I will buy Raiders gear and I will be a half a Raiders fan. What do you think about Colin Kaepernick as a backup on the Raiders? I love Colin Kaepernick as a backup on the Raiders. I am a Colin Kaepernick stan at this point for numerous reasons. One, uh, the guy, the guy's political stance, or not even political stance if you ask me, but just the guy standing up for free speech and all that. I'm a fan of everything that he did as a person. I was also a fan of his as a player. Did I think that Colin Kaepernick was a top five quarterback in the league? No, but he definitely had a distinct style of play that was very successful in the offense with Jim Harbaugh. Well, I want to bring up what's happening now uh, with Colin Kaepernick, and he's getting a workout Saturday a private workout with NFL teams. There's a lot surrounding it. I've followed it pretty closely. I don't know if you have. I've, I've tried. It does. There isn't a ton of information about it, though. Well, there, th th there's enough. There, there's enough. Well, first of all, there's. We don't know how this is tied to his settlement. Uh, you know, is this something that was a part of a settlement? Well, this is my is this is my opinion. This is this is my opinion, not like any. You know, factual thing. This is my opinion. I think this is all, and Eric Reed said this, and I agree with him. I think this is all PR stunt by the NFL. And shout out to our boy Robert Latow from Black Sports Online. I saw his thing on Instagram. Uh, that, you know, he goes on uh, TMZ Sports Live on Fox Sports One now, and I saw what he said, and he said the same thing. And I agree. I think this is a stunt by the NFL, and there's multiple factors involved. Uh, and the NFL being Goodell, yes, as opposed to the owners, could be all of them. I don't okay. know. I just think it's a stunt because there's a reason this is all this is all going on. The NFL wants to make this is from what I'm hearing, and this is what Robert Latow said, which I thought was an interesting take, is that the NFL wanted to set up on a day where teams wouldn't be available. So for people who don't know, on Saturday, the NFL and obviously they're game planning for the Sunday game. Every NFL game, if you have a traditional Sunday game, has Tuesday off. So Kaepernick's camp would have preferred the tryout to be on a Tuesday. More teams had people available to go see it. The NFL dictated this whole situation, and they said, no, it's going to be a Saturday. Because the rumor is, and a lot of conspiracies are, that Kaepernick was going to back out. 
so that the NFL would say, hey, we gave him his chance. He didn't do it. Here's so, but but he called their bluff, so to speak. That's right. what Robert Latow said, and and I think that's a good point there. And and two, they do it on a Saturday, right? Less team personnel will be there, so so they're not maximizing Colin Kaepernick's chances of actually getting signed. Hence, I think it's a PR stunt to be like, hey, we appease this side. Maybe it is a, a PR stunt. Um, it could certainly be a PR stunt for all the people out there every time, you know, he doesn't get signed who call for his name and then people going like, see, he had his tryout. He didn't get signed. But the bottom line is unless Colin Kaepernick shows up and has a arm growing out of his ass, he's a better quarterback than Brian Hoyer. Uh, he's honestly, I think he's a better quarterback than Brian Hoyer. If he has an arm growing out of his ass and if he uses that arm to throw the football. Because Brian Hoyer embarrassed himself the other day. It would help the run-pass option if you had three yeah. arms. Brian Hoyer embarrassed himself the other day. There's multiple quarterbacks in the league who don't belong, at least as backups. But, There's multiple starters. But what about, real quick, let me hop in. He hasn't played in three years. I mean, that's, that's the reality. Right. How does that affect it? Well, again, last year, the Washington Redskins started Josh Johnson who had not played a single snap in the NFL in four years. So that's Who was a run-pass option quarterback with Jim Harbaugh at University of San Diego and then got in the league on the strength of his play in a college system with Jim Harbaugh. There is no better yeah. comparison in football. Style of play, coaching history, time out of the league as a player, on teams, off teams, not playing, not taking snaps. Back, he was on the Giants, backing up Eli Manning. You know how many snaps guys who back up Eli Manning see in every single season Eli Manning's ever played? Fucking zero. Josh Johnson, playing behind Eli Manning, will see the same amount of snaps that I saw. And they know that going in. He ain't fucking playing. So you can say, oh, he was out of the league. Josh Johnson essentially out of the league. Oh, he's on scout teams and he's practicing. Great. Colin Kaepernick has said he has been practicing and training the entire time. So it's a bad – it is certainly true, and it's certainly an argument. It's just not an argument for why because don't forget, we've had the Kitnas who are coaching fucking, you know, uh, gym class get pulled back in the league. We've got, you know, Brandon Whedon who's fucking bagging groceries or whatever the fuck it is. There are guys who are out of football who not only were they out of football, but when they were in football, they stunk. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Driscoll started a game last week. Brian Hoyer started a game last week. There are players in the league who, without a doubt, if you just look at game tape, are worse quarterbacks than Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And, you know, I to me, I hope the PR stunt, if that's what it is, backfires because you kind of have to be a dickhead or you've kind of got to be under the direction of an owner who's a dickhead to be the Colts or the Lions or... Any of these teams whose backup is totally suspect or whose starter and backup situation is totally suspect, to not say, to not go and see him play and say, we should probably sign him. 
Yeah, there's a really good thread which details everything. Again, we watched. You asked about the Raiders to start this. We watched the Raiders in on Hard Knocks. I'm a Derek Carr fan. I don't think Colin Kaepernick should start over Derek Carr. But a couple years ago, the Raiders were good, and the Raiders lost a playoff game because they did not have a competent backup. And we watched them on Hard Knocks this year, and we watched John Gruden do like. Uh, a coin flip between Mike Glennon, who got $18 million a couple years ago, and unless he's getting paid you know, a million dollars for every inch of neck he has, is ridiculous. And Nathan Peterman, who's still in the league. Nathan Peterman has more interceptions in a game than Colin Kaepernick has in a season. Well, I'd advise if anybody wants to learn more about the situation, which, again, what I hate about social media is People don't understand and they're not knowledgeable on the situation. But there's a great thread from at Mike Silver from starting from yesterday. It's just, it's just a big thread and he has uh, he has 11 bullet point tweets, which I think are great. I'll, I'll just read a few of them, which this is important to the situation. This one he says, uh, not only was Colin Kaepernick caught off guard by Tuesday's league-initiated push for the workout, but so were most or perhaps all team executives. So again, this sounds like it's coming from the NFL. Right. Kaepernick was given two hours to accept or reject the league's offer, and the date and place were non-negotiable. That's very interesting. So again, it sounds like a stunt by the NFL. They're saying, hey, you're doing this workout. This place, at this time, you can't negotiate. So again, it brings it back to what I said earlier about like what Robert Latal said of they thought he was going to say no, and the NFL could then leak that to the press and say, hey, he was given his chance. He turned it down, but he didn't. Just the same way that everybody – look, it's all – again, this is all propaganda, and it's all a way they've, – they've done this. The NFL has done this for years against Colin Kaepernick. If you ever tweet about Colin Kaepernick, the first response you'll get from a, a slightly overweight bald man with a goatee and sunglasses on in his profile <laughs> picture – is he turned down an offer for the Broncos, which is false? That's a PR. That's yeah. a that's 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 propaganda. It is. He did not turn down money from the Broncos. Yeah, I agree. He was never on the Broncos. He was never offered a free agent contract from the Broncos. Honestly, t- fucking John Elway is probably looking back on that and regretting he never made him a free agent offer because the goddamn Broncos quarterbacks situation has been a fucking nightmare. They're they're reportedly sending somebody to see him. Good. The Broncos they should. Uh, but here's something else that I want to add to it. And this was news that was also leaked today. And this is important too. The NFL will not... Now, some teams have leaked it. Like I just said, the Broncos, it's leaked that the Cowboys are sending somebody. And certain teams have leaked it on their own. They're going to send a scout or a talent evaluator. The NFL will not let Colin know, according to reports. Who's there and who's not yeah. there? Like who, who for sure is going. So it's it's basically here's your audition. You don't know who's going to be in the audience, and I don't know if that helps or hurts him. If he knows, hey, I got somebody coming from you know the Bengals, or I have somebody coming from whatever team. I'll tell you who's not sending somebody. Who the Bucks? They aren't. They don't, don't want. They don't want a backup quarterback. Well, well, here here's something. Here's something interesting. They've made they've made that open. I don't know if also their GM's busy. I don't know if they're tweeting his fucking face off. I don't know if there's one of one. I don't know if there's anything to this. You can bet on. uh, You can bet on. Here are the odds right now. 
Which team will sign Colin Kaepernick? The current odds, Bengals three, plus 350, Steelers plus 400, Ravens plus 600. Ravens said they're not even sending somebody, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't see that. Bills plus 700, Raiders plus 700, Panthers plus 800, Texans plus 1,000, and Bears plus 1,200. And, oh, and the Bucks plus 1,200. But so, according to the betting odds, it would be Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Bills. How are you not, like, if you're the Bengals, how are you not offering him a flyer contract? If you're the Houston Texans, the Bengals. The Houston Texans back up these days. Remember a fucking couple of years ago when they had to trot out whoever? I think it was Hoyer again. I think it was Hoyer that they've, no, it was Savage. It was Savage who they trotted out and then they signed Whedon. If you've got Deshaun Watson, how are you not? Offering this guy a contract. Yeah. Old butchin, that's how. Also, Texas forever. We don't need one of them dirty, American-hating, Muslim. Like, what? Why? How is he Muslim? <laughs> Muslim. 9-11 responsible. You're like, what? This guy kneeled. Took down the towers. You think there's any chance anybody signs him? Um, I think there's a chance. I just don't know. Like at this point. Well, also, and also, I'm glad you said that. That's another reason this is a PR stunt, right? Guys, it's week 11 of a 17 week NFL season. Yeah, we're all we're mid November. The argument could be made, and that's what Mike Silver makes in this great Twitter thread that he wrote. The argument is, guys. He's been supposedly working out every day for three years, getting up at 4.30 in the morning. He's been ready to audition and try out. Why yeah. did the NFL not allow this during August? They just waited. They randomly waited. It, it doesn't add up. They, they Right, Joe? They randomly waited until Let me ask you week something. 11 Let me ask to something do this audition. It doesn't add up. Let me ask you something. Yeah. You are an unabashed Seattle Seahawks fan. <laughs> No. Uh, a team built around your goat. I'm an unabashed Russell your, Wilson Your fan. goat, Russell Wilson. But always built around trying to run the ball, playing defense. Let's say your boy. Geno Smith is the backup right now. Let's say your boy Russell Wilson goes down. Yeah. Okay. Now, you, as a, as a Russell Wilson slurper, you might want Geno Smith to come in and take a dump. And go like, look, it was Russell the whole time. No, but I don't. if you are a Seahawks fan, yeah, who gives the Seattle Seahawks a better, a better chance. chance to win? Colin Kaepernick out of the league, sight unseen, four seasons. Geno Smith. I'm going Colin Kaepernick. Twerks, who are you going with? Say the list again. Geno Smith, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. That's two. Ruther? Um, I, I want you to totally, uh, like, consider everything. Consider the out of the league. When's the last time Geno Smith started? I believe for the New York Giants in relief of Eli Manning. I'm going to. I think when the, I think when Eli's career got McAdooed. I'd go Kaepernick. I mean, not obviously I debated on that. Who is the, did you look up the backup of the Texans? Yeah, it's AJ McCarron. That's right. AJ. Currently. But at the time, it was Tom Savage. Yeah, A.J. McCarron. Okay. Also, a little fun fact about Geno Smith. I was at that game, the Raiders game. That was the last time he started. 
Saw it happen live. Never forget. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I mean, you brought up Cincinnati, though. They won't sign him. But they literally have nothing to lose. Nobody's at those games. They suck. Bro, bro local. Can I? Can I? I got to give a shout out to my boy Cutter real quick. You talk I about. I mean, it, it kind of, it's 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 almost a little bit like uh, it, it kind of answers a question we all knew about Cincinnati. You guys are Kentucky. <laughs> it's Kentucky. No, we're not Kentucky. Yeah, that if that shit was in Columbus, Kaepernick's getting signed by the Bengals. Columbus is fucking an hour and a half, two hours away. It's. Cutter sent me something. I gave a shout to Cutter. You talk about cheddar dicks in local media. Cutter was watching the local sports in Cincinnati, and it's a quick soundbite he sent me. And I don't know who it was. It looked like a former Bengals player or something. On news, this dude literally says the the like the 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 announcer or whatever you call him, the sports anchor says like how bad are the Bengals? And and the guy goes, he looks in the camera, and goes. I'm not willing to say they're bad yet. <laughs> it's amazing. Dude, they haven't won a game. Like, he's like, I'm not willing to. It's just like this local, it's like fanboy bias. You're like, dude, they haven't won a game. Yeah. And then they blamed, I'm not even making this up, dude. This is wild. They blamed the Ravens, Bengals blowout. You can't make this up. The guy goes, well, there was a lot of humidity in the air. <laughs> The ball was slippery. Cutter sent me a screenshot. He goes, dude, it was 64 degrees, a nice fall day. They're blaming Lamar Jackson running all over the Bengals. What was the score, 38 to 15 or something on humidity? We're going to have a job for a minute, Prano. They're still eating that chili, by the way, too. <laughs> I mean, seriously. We're, this is why we're going to have a job for a minute, because these are some of the takes. These are the, what the local sports media takes are. Uh, you should be worried, though, Joe. You had a you gained four points on me in Week Nine, and you lost them all back in Week Ten. I have a seven-point lead with seven weeks remaining in our L. But now bet. we're starting to swing. Now things are starting to get a little. Four wins here, four wins there. This is what I need. I need I need less one and two win weeks. I need I need big swings. You need big swings. I need big swings. You for sure need big swings. Um, so here we are week 11 and our picks, as everybody should know at this point for pick them are sponsored by our friends at GTP picks, go to gtppicks.com because they utilize real time statistics and analytics to give their clients an edge over the sports books. They offer exclusive sports betting plays for all major sports that have been profitable year after year. And here's the best part, as you know this, Joe. Any subscription with our friends at GTP Picks gets the Dirt Balls exclusive access to professional sports betting, picks with detailed write-ups and direct email, direct to your email. You also get 24-7 access to the GTP Picks team for all things sports betting. If you DM them, they write you right back. Do you put out the bat signal? You're like, I need to know. Are the Lakers covering this spread tonight? Our guys over there hit you right back. Yeah. I got to say, GTP Picks has literally changed my life. And here's why. I think I know a lot about the NFL. And uh, I, you know, on a week in, week out basis, I'm betting the NFL from my gut. You get my Instagram picks every week. You see how I'm doing there. But I don't know a ton 
about college football. But I almost think when it comes to gambling, when the when the spreads are factors, like I'm looking at these games going, I know who's going to win them, but the fucking spreads, like yeah. who, it, it's really neither here nor there. The spreads have nothing to do with how teams are yeah. playing in the NFL. So I was like, last week, I'm going to bet just college football. I know nothing about college football, and I'm just going to go by GTP picks. Those guys basically swept the day. Yeah. I think they went six for seven. They killed it. I crushed it, and you saw the perks of me crushing it from GTP picks yesterday, didn't you? I did. What did I pull up in yesterday? What did I pull up in to get the to get the fucking the equipment to go do dirty slides? The caddy's back, fam. The caddy is back. It's polished. Look at the fresh. white walls are shined. The engine is purring. It was sitting there in my garage, and I was just like, "Well, when I get a chunk of change, I'll get I'll get Amber Rose back on the streets." And I call her Amber Rose because black guys lose their mind over her. Um, made money with GTP picks. Caddy's back on the road. Let's go. Well, here is what they've done the last thirty days. And God, my investment has been paid back tenfold already. Over the last thirty days. GTP Picks All Sports Package has totaled 40 units of profit. So these are the takes that they're telling you to put money on, and this is what's happened. This means if you did $100 per play, bettors would have cashed out $4,000 in the last 30 days. So guys, here's our exclusive offer for all the dirt balls. Go to gtppicks.com. That's G-T-P-P-I-C-K-S.com and enter promo code DIRTY at checkout for 25% off your subscription. With this Dirty Sports discount, you'll get access to their recommendations for less than $1 per play. If you like making money while watching sports, investing with GTP picks is a no-brainer. And, uh, yeah, don't don't get stuck on football, too, like Joe's saying. Yeah. College basketball, college football, NBA is NBA, starting now. NHL. You know, you know what a flow chart is, Andy. Yes, right? I'll do a quick GTP picks flow chart for you. Imagine it here under my hands. Do you bet sports? No, don't sign up for GTP picks. Do you bet sports? Yes. Okay, move on. Do you hate money? Yes. Don't sign up for GTP picks. No, sign up for GTP picks. Yeah. If you bet sports and you don't hate money, GTP picks. Promo yeah. code dirty. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so let's get to these games. We'll start off an interesting Thursday night game. We have the Browns at home with their three-point favorites against the Steelers. Man, I'll tell you what. The Browns bounced back with a big win last week. They still didn't look that good. And they're so goddamn inconsistent. They're so goddamn inconsistent. The Steelers' offense is... Atrocious to watch, but the Steelers' defense, I mean, is playing at this point, I'll say elite level. Like, their last few games, they are just getting sacks. Minka Fitzpatrick, I mean, that trade is really working out. So many interceptions. Even though they have Mason Rudolph, your boy, what do you call him? Uh, The Great Kazoo. The Great Kazoo. I'm calling it. Steelers. The Andy Ruther. Moneyline upset pick of the week. Wow. On Thursday, at, on the road. I'll take the Browns. You think the Browns are going to win and cover? I I don't think that they're going to win and cover, but I like them. Like, at some point, this Browns team needs to get it right. And do I think that this is the week that they do it? I don't know. But I feel like they're, if, if you're, the Browns are so inconsistent and so fucking weird. I almost want the Browns to have less days to prepare. 
Like most teams, like, oh, shit gets wild on Thursday. I don't want the Browns to have all the way till Sunday. The, for the Browns, the, the, the less coaching Freddie Kitchens can do during the week, I think the better chance the Browns have of winning. Now, I know I'm going to get burned on this because late in the game, Freddie Kitchens is going to do something ridiculous. <laughs> but I also have points to make up here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Texans, Ravens. I'm really excited for this game. It's going to be fun. You got two exciting young quarterbacks. The Ravens are four-point home favorites. Tug knows I'm not watching this game. Yeah, two black card, two black starting quarterbacks. I'm just I love both of these guys. Uh man, I'm gonna go Texans. I'm gonna go underdog here. They're coming off a bye. I like Deshaun Watson. I like him a lot. In fact, this is the big question everyone is asking right now, Joe Prano. If you had to choose between Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson moving forward, who do you choose? This is a no-brainer for me, even though he's been a little injury-prone. I go Deshaun Watson because that guy can sling it around the field. Yeah. And he Look, can run the goddamn ball, too. Again, the you know Lamar Jackson has me as a believer in this Ravens team. Um. But as far as long term goes, I stand by something that I will, you know, you're going to you're going to have a hard time getting me off this point. And the way that you're going to have to get me off this point, this theory is one guy in the history of the league is going to have to do it. Yeah. One guy in the history of the league. Maybe Lamar Jackson's the guy. He could be. He could be the guy. Yeah. But Cam Newton, Mike Vick, you know, Randall Cunningham. All the guys through the years who go with wild, crazy runs, bit, like full speed runs downfield regularly throughout the game. This is the guys whose who's rushing totals he's matching in, in some of these games. It's always the Mike Vick. It's always the Cam Newton. Colin Kaepernick is, is another guy who obviously short window. You're going to have a hard time convincing me until one single person survives it that this is a good long-term strategy. Yeah. Now, just like I said about Cam Newton and Cam ne Cam Newton never showed the growth to do it, you can be that guy and transform into a passer. Randall Cunningham definitely did over the years. He became more of a passer. Yeah. But if you're just going to go, hey, I'm just going to play this style for as long as I can— I just think that's well, you, a, a recipe for. Well, disaster. you want to hear an interesting fact, and Aaron, if you could look up what Lamar Jackson already is for his rushing yards total, people don't realize this. In the history of the NFL, the number of QBs who've rushed for four thousand yards in their career—this is what it is. This is how small it is. Michael Vick, number one. Randall Cunningham, number two. Steve Young, number three. And Cam Newton, last or a couple years. Or Cam might have moved ahead. This is an old article. But Cam Newton is number five. I don't know if I had the order right. But only five quarterbacks in the history. And and where's Lamar Jackson at? That's what I wanted to ask Aaron. So where's he at as far as total yards? Uh, total rushing yards, he's at 1,397. So my point is, yeah, dude, by the end of this season, he might already be halfway towards a mark, like you said, guys who, and Russell Wilson should probably get there this year. I looked, he's at like 3,900. But those guys just, they don't run the ball. Like, 
Steve Young was a great runner. Yeah, I'm taking uh, Deshaun Watson long term, and I'm taking Deshaun Watson in this game. I think that this game ends up being. Uh, I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be close. And if it was two, maybe, but it's four, I'm going Texans. Yeah, cool. Just another fun fact about Lamar. He's the uh, 11th highest rusher so far this season amongst all players. So he's ahead of guys like Mark Ingram, Aaron Jones, Philip Lindsay, you know, he's starting a, starting running backs. His own his own starting running back, yeah. Mark Ingram. Yeah, he's ahead of his own, yeah. his own starting running back, yeah. Th- th- that's what's always funny to me of, like, by the way, I agree with everything you said as far as, guys, this isn't us hating on Lamar. He could be the guy. You know, there there was that, that good thing that they showed that the Baltimore Ravens pushed out. I don't know if you saw about Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh on the sideline. Did you see it? Where he's like, I yeah. love you. I love you, man. And Harbaugh is telling Jackson, you are going to be the guy to change the NFL. And he could be. But I agree with Joe. Until it I happens. Even, I, I don't, I'm not even, this isn't really about changing the NFL to me. It's like, you're not really, this isn't a, this isn't saying, this is, this is just the human body. This game's so fucking fast. And Lamar Jackson plays it as fast as anybody's ever played it. And when you play it fast, you put yourself, look, you could ride your bike for years and probably not get into a, you know, fatal bike accident. If you're a F1 driver, the chances of you getting into a fatal accident go up infinitely. Yeah. So you can be Peyton Manning and never miss a fucking snap. You can be Eli Manning and never miss a fucking snap. But if you're running full speed through secondaries, you're good. Yeah. You're more likely to hit a wall. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually, more dangerous being a race car driver than a race car owner. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So you're taking Texans as well? Yeah. Okay, next game. I see. I'm pulling up the point spreads because I think some of them might have changed, Aaron. So just follow along. This next one did change. So um, Carolina is a five-point favorite. So it dropped half a point since last night. Um, at home against the Falcons coming off a big win. I think the Falcons continue to play well. Their defense stepped up last week. I think this is too big of a spread. I'm going to go Falcons to stay in this game. It's a tough one for me. It I I'm I'm on the fence. Feels like a spot to make up a point, but also what's going on with the rest of the spreads? Do we have we have we have holes in these? Are are we, are we waiting on a couple of these? Yeah, we're waiting. I, I'm pulling them up. So if you could change that to five, that's what I'm saying. Um. Nice. Yeah, I mean, my gu- <laughs> my my gut says the uh, the Falcons as well. I mean, they did play well last week. They they've they've got to be feeling good. Uh, it just seems too big. But at the same time, like I wouldn't be surprised if they get fucking destroyed. Yeah, I'll I'll go with the Falcons. I might I might I might double back to that. Okay, Cowboys Lions. We're waiting on Stafford. Now now Westgate has. They have the spread. We always go through Caesars. Can mm-hmm. we just wait on this one? Sure. Um, next up, we have Jackson. By the way, I like the Lions to win that game if Stafford plays, and provided he's healthy. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, so next game we have the Jags traveling to the Colts. The spread is up. I just saw it. So it's up. So the Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. So they're minus two-and-a-half. Because your boy Brissett's back. Yeah. And Nick Foles is back. Yep. 
Ooh. I'm taking the Jags to win and cover. Okay. I have them to win the game. Okay. Jags, Foles back, inspired by yet another quarterback change. I think they beat the Colts. <sighs> ride that brisket train. Well, here's the thing. Ride that, ride that smokehouse to brisket town. This is what I want to do. I actually want to take ride the Jags. that chuck wagon I want to take town. I want to take the Jags, but uh, I want to have a different pick. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm going to go Colts. Let's, let's, let's ride with the Colts. All right, next up, Buffalo. By the way, speaking of the Colts, I want to shout out one thing uh, from my boy who tagged me in it, who completely understood the point that I was making the other day when it came to Eli Manning and uh, brought up a fantastic example of it. Um, This from Tucker Cox, at Cox underscore Tuck. It's not often I agree with fixture life on a sports takes, but his thoughts on the Giants QB running back O-line are spot on. If Mara isn't careful with Jones and Barkley, they'll end up with their franchise QB retiring before 30, ruining a probable Super Bowl run. I miss Andrew Luck, dot, dot, dot. Which, a couple people missed his point in that, and his point is exactly what I said. You're like, oh, you're fucking crazy to... That, that you're still talking about Eli Manning here. How do you not want Daniel Jones to start? And it's like, well, Andrew Luck retired because the goddamn guy was served to the Wolves and, you know, his body couldn't take it anymore. So I'd hate to see a potential great young franchise quarterback for the New York Giants turn 29 and then quit football because he's been put behind this fucking sieve of an offensive line for five years. I think there's more to the Andrew Luck thing than we know. He, he was carved up, but last year they gave up the fewest amount of sacks in the NFL. So that's kind of odd to me that he, he was hit less last year than any year in his career. Right, because their offensive line is way better. That's what I'm saying. Than it was. But the, the thing about Andrew Luck is that he felt hurt again, and he was like, God, I've just spent my whole life coming back from injuries. Injuries caused by not last year's offensive line, but the despicable offensive line they put him behind for years. But it's it's not like these teams aren't making moves to try to improve. No, absolutely. It's just the guys aren't good. Right. I agree. That's that's my point. Is like you can make all the moves you want. You can give you can give the world to Nate Solder to come in and be terrible, but you're already financially invested in Eli Manning. You're not winning the Super Bowl this year anyway. You may as well let this guy have one more shot at it instead of putting Daniel Jones out there and and potentially putting him in an Andrew Luck situation where five years from now he's like, I'm sick of rehabbing. Anyway, I just wanted to shout out Colts fan, and I'm sure Jacoby Brisket supporter, although he does say he misses Andrew Luck. Glad I took the Colts. Okay. Jack. Ja- that chuck wagon to brisket town. Dolphins are at home. Back-to-back wins for the Dolphins. I didn't think I'd say that this year. There's six and a half point dogs to the Bills. The Bills have great defense. The Bills offense is so bad to watch. It's just, it's just bad. There's no other way around it. It's just bad to watch. Josh Allen's another guy, too. We talk about Lamar Jackson. We don't talk about Josh Allen. He, the hits he takes. He, I mean, he already missed a game for, for a concussion, right? He got knocked out of the Patriots game. He's the same way, dude. you got to learn how to throw the ball, man. You're just going to take too many hits. Neither of these teams can put up points. 
Which makes six and a half seem like a lot. And that's exactly where my head's going. I'm yeah. not, I look at this and I say, six and a half. I don't see the Bills driving down the field a bunch. This is one of those games where like a turnover ruins it. Yeah. I'm still going Bills. <laughs> or no, 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 I'm sorry. Dolphins, sorry. I was like, what? I missed What both. are you just talking to? Yeah. I'm, I'm going with the Bills simply because I think the Bills defense is really good and they had a terrible game last week against the Browns. Uh, I think the Bills believe that they're a playoff team. I think the Bills think that they should be a playoff team. I don't know that the Bills are a playoff team, but I think that they have to keep themselves in the conversation with a win here. And do I think that this has a, a lock Bills uh, cover all over it? Absolutely not. But we're still talking about a touchdown. Yeah. We're talking about a touchdown for against a team that can't score against a good defense. I hope I, didn't get, I hope I don't get fitzed. Yeah, I hope you do. All right, the Broncos are 10.5 dogs in Minnesota. A lot of trust now in the Vikings after that big win. 10.5 is big. Do I really trust Kirk Cousins to win a game by 11? Do you trust that? Do I trust him to win by 11? I'm taking a lot of dogs this week. but I'm going to go with the Vikings here. I'm going to go with the Broncos because I don't think the Broncos have lost a game by fucking four points, let alone 11. The Broncos have played every single game close. Twerks, yeah. how close? How, what's the Broncos' biggest loss of the year? Yeah, that's a good point. They have played teams close. Everybody. Every yeah. single team they've played. I mean, yeah. there might be one in there that's a touchdown game, but they got blown out by the Chiefs. 30 to 6. Yep. Outside of that, their biggest loss has been 16 points. Every other game has been around 10 or less. Okay. There's there's so, still I don't know. Hard to say they haven't been They've had some close games. I'm but, go, I'm yeah. going Vikings. Skull. Skull baby. Okay, our Jameis one of one game of the week. The Bucks are five and a half point dogs. I don't want to go too much into the Jameis one-on-one thing, but I just want to bring something up, Andy. <laughs> Everybody has moved on from this. Like something was proven that Jameis one-of-one is not involved in the Tampa Bay Bucks organization. And honestly, a lot of people have moved on from the fact that it's Jason Light. I have not been proven personally that it is. First of all, I 100% believe that Jameis one-of-one is involved with the Tampa Bay Bucks organization in some regard. I do too. I I 100% I, I, do. I I don't think that the Houston the guy the guy who set up the camera in center field for the Houston Astros is like I was a lone cameraman and then I fed wires and then the Astros in the dugout just happened to stumble across the monitor I put there. I also don't believe Jameis one of one. I 100% is believing him. And also, I'm not convinced it's not Jason Light still. Why are we convinced of this? How did I saw an article the other day? It was from like, I forget where it was, uh, uh, saying. Is it the one your manager sent us? Yeah. Saying it has been proven. Yeah. Proven. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody wrote an article on one of these sports sites. It, it did the whole story, obviously, with us and then how, you know, the, co the, the, the case was cracked on Barstool Radio. And I'm like, nothing was cracked. 
I, Sportscasting.com. The Buccaneers GM doesn't have a burner Twitter account after all. When was this proven? Yeah, nothing's been proven. Look, my take is this. I think Jason Light did a couple interviews in the past as Jameis one of one. I do not think he's running any of the Twitter accounts. He wouldn't have the time. I do 100% agree. He's somebody connected to the organization. Guys, I have the book here. If you read the book, please don't, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But if you do, the stuff he writes about, this is not a common person's viewpoint. This is 100% connected. And I agree. Th- listen. Th- this isn't over. Listen. We uh, we we went out on a limb and we made bold accusations Ma- against a GM. So which got us some headlines, which props to other people for going out and making bold accusations against us. But we at least gave some sort of yeah evidence to back ours up. Other people's evidence to try to debunk us debunk us has been zero evidence. Yeah. My friend told me that he saw Jason Light talking on the phone when James One of One wasn't, or some shit like that. It's like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, if I have twerks off camera right now, say he's in a sexual relationship with Jason Light, and Jason Light has confided to him over pillow talk that he actually is James One of One, does that prove anything? Who do you like in this game, though? Five and a half is a lot. The Bucks can put up points. The Saints uh, Saints laid a major egg last week. Yeah. Here's what happened to me last week. I took the Bucks. I got burned by the Bucks. <laughs> and what did I tweet? What did I text you during the day? You you wanted to lose because you. You didn't care about the actual point in the pick'em. You'd rather see the Bucks lose because of Jameis Winston. Yeah, so I'm I'm essentially watching that game, rooting against myself. Yeah, I will never do that again. I'm taking the Saints. I agree, and that's my take. I think it's going to be a closer game, but also this the Saints have a good defense. Yeah, a good defense plus turnover machine leads the NFL once again. I think he does right, or does uh, Daniel Jones at this point? What in turnovers? Yeah, I don't know. Probably, yeah. It could be. It could be both. It could be. It could, they could be right up there. All right, I'm going Saints as well. The next game is a pretty bad one. We got the Jets traveling to Washington, where okay, this this spread. Let's change this one too, Aaron. This is now minus two and a half. Wow. I was gonna say because I was gonna take the Jets for sure. I'm still taking the Jets. I'm still taking the Jets too. The Redskins are just so so bad. Yeah. How how is Colin Kaepernick not signed by the Redskins? That'd be funny. There'd be so much irony there. Yeah. The black quarterback who kneeled is signed to the racist named Redskins. In Washington, D.C. I mean, so much going on there. Yeah. But we heard we heard Nationals fans or their holograms boo uh, Donald Trump. So it's safe to say the majority of people that go to D.C. games are uh, going to be Colin Kaepernick supporters. Yeah. Uh, this spread has changed as well. This Cardinals one has dropped a half point. It's now minus 10.5. They traveled to San Francisco. Great Monday night game. God, that was fun to watch. It's a big spread. We talked about the Niners. We talked, we've, we've, we've been on the Niners game. The Jimmy G thing. Did you, did you feel any more confident 
for about the Niners based on Jimmy G's performance? No. I mean, he didn't play terribly. Everybody was wanting to kill him. But he also, I mean, off the top of my head, I can tell you three interceptions that were dropped. Yeah. And he threw, what, two? And he had a bad fumble. I, I was saying to Laz on 30 Slides yesterday, and I'll say this again, I think Jimmy G can win a Super Bowl. I think Jimmy G will win a Super Bowl. And I will say that because of just how quickly they improved. The fact that they went from dumpster fire to this is, you, you, I mean, if you're buying a stock in something, how do you not buy some 49ers eventually get a Super Bowl in the next five-year stock? Well, that being said, you can win a Super Bowl if your team is exceptional without your quarterback playing exceptional. My, my issue is, are the Niners as good as they've been playing so far there now without Jimmy G being able to be exceptional. I don't know the case. That's why despite the fact that they're eight and one, I I don't I go, yeah, they're contenders, but are but do I like them to win the Super Bowl? No. Dude, I don't. have you seen their schedule? Gets a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull up that schedule if you could, Aaron, please. And and the thing is with Jimmy G that game, the Seahawks did you did you watch how they played it? Yeah, they put they they didn't run the ball at all. I mean they I mean they tried. Yeah, the Seahawks were putting eight guys in the box. Even though the Seahawks secondary is suspect, they said we're going to play man defense. Jimmy G, you are going to have to beat us with your arm. Pete Carroll dared them the whole game, and it was a smart move. And obviously Clowney had a, had his best game as a Seahawk. Who did they play next after this week? After this week, they got the Packers, then the Ravens. Then the Saints, Falcons, Rams, Seahawks. Bro, what do you think they finish at? I jokingly told one of my Niner fan friends, eight and eight. That's hilarious. Twelve and four, thirteen and three. I was gonna say eleven and five. I'm more towards twelve and four. I mean, there's a good chance the Seahawks win that division. Seahawks also, the NFC West has a. I forget. So they play the. AFC North this year. But Seahawks still have a lot of tough games, too. But, I mean, that last game's in Seattle. Yeah. I'm going to go cards here. I'm going to go cards. Backdoor Murray, 10.5, too big. Could be a could be a Niners blowout late touchdown. You know, I, I, I'm with you. Especially Kittle out again. Yeah. Um, the tackles for Niners, Staley and McGlinch coming back, both not looking themselves. I think they'll be better this game. But – it's just like ten and a half. I mean, they they played two weeks ago. That's a good point. Yeah, it's Halloween night. Okay, so we're both going. Your which which one of your Halloween nights? The edible one. Oh, it's the thirty first of October. Yeah. Okay. The Patriots travel to New England. I'm sorry, travel to Philly. Three and a half point favorites. I'm going Patriots. Like there's no hesitation in me. I, I I just I know they looked awful against Baltimore. I think they're just too good with time off, and I'm still not sold on the Eagles. The Eagles have to win. In my opinion, for the Eagles to make the playoffs, they have to win this game. They can't fall to five and five. I'm with you as well. I'm taking the Pats. All right, moving on. 
Aaron's Raiders are 10.5-point favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a big spread. Bengals are trash. I'm taking the Raiders. But, yeah, exactly. Raider Nation right here. Bengals are trash. I you know, I tried to take the the I tried to steal one last week. Bengals, Ravens. Ravens fucking pissed on them. I, I won't take the Bengals again. Yeah. They suck. This next spread is this is Unless this, of course they sign Colin Kaepernick on Saturday and then um I wanted to reserve the right to change my pick. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh this next spread is one of those Vegas. By the way, uh, same goes for this game. The Bears signed Colin Kaepernick on Saturday. I reserve my right to change my pick. This is that interesting Vegas spread to me. Yeah. Week. How are the Rams such big favorites? The Rams are six and a half point favorites Sunday Night Football, of which, as a reminder, we will be broadcasting here from the Smut Studio. The official Dirty Sports Medium Pizza Bowl, Trubisky, Goff, Goff, Trubisky. I'm going to order a medium pizza from Spider Man meme. Spider Man pizza meme. I'm ordering pizzas, a medium pizza from at least three different establishments. And we can also do a taste test. Where where are these establishments? This is what I'm thinking on the top of my head. The big ones. Papa John's. Yep. Please Shaq show up. Please Shaq show up. Pizza Hut. Domino's. Is, it, is that like a is that a promotion where Shaq shows up to deliver your pizza? I'm, I don't know. You just I've seen the commercials. I I, I think we've got to go five pizzas now. Five. Well, first of all, three medium. Uh, is Twerks coming? Yeah, of course. Will Twerks be here. But Twerks doesn't eat pizza. Oh, that's right. Eat a fucking slice, bro. Eat one I, last time. Uh, or four. Just get like an Abbott's in there. Get like a proper one-off pizza shop. I don't even think Abbott's. Do, they're gonna be like, we don't do mediums. <laughs> they're like, we're we're a real pizza joint. I want okay, then three, and then get go to fucking Pizza Rito or something. No, no, we can do Abbott's. I I was joking. I don't yeah. know. No, but I'm saying it has to be a medium pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it has to be. If somebody says we only do large and small, I'll be like, sorry, we're not interested. Yeah. We, we, we need medium pizzas. Why is this spread so big, though? I don't know. The, Ram, don't the Rams it. literally cannot score points. I'm not. I can't take a medium pizza for more than three and a half points against anybody. Certainly another medium pizza. Sunday night medium pizza. We're probably both going to be wrong, but I'm taking the Bears. There's just no part. There's just no part of me that can take the Rams the way they've been playing. Like they didn't do anything last week. I just, I just, I don't know. I I don't get it. It's one of those spreads. By the way, the the girly thing. I know, I know. I've talked about it a lot, but it's fascinating to me. Like he's just injured. Like because this this dates back to last season. He the last like three or four games from last season. Because they remember they signed Anderson at the end of the year, and then had him in the playoffs. So my, my question is to this, are they just like, he's injured forever? Like, like I guess I should ask this. They say it's arthritis in the knee. If Gurley is that banged up, my question would be, why did he even play this year? Why don't they say, dude, take a year off? Arthritis isn't going away. It's not getting less Arthritis. Look up his rushing yards this year. I mean, it's bad. Like, I don't think people realize how bad it is. Like, you're going to take an L. We, I, I went back and I, and I saw some of the, I had to look, some of the preseason predictions. We're both going to take so many L's. But remember, that was one of the questions I asked. 
does Todd Gurley rush for 1,000 yards? And I said, no way. His knee's fucked. You said he would. What's he at? He's at 428. Bro, he's at 428 rushing yards through 10 games, through 10 weeks. Todd Gurley might not crack 800 rushing yards. I mean, I assumed he was coming back because he was healthy. And, you know, the arthritis thing, again, to answer your question, it's like it's not going away. I guess it's only going to get worse one way or the other. I mean, what like I mean, they drafted what, a running back. Yeah, what's the what, you know what do you do for arth- arthritis? CBD fucking lotion? Not in the NFL. Ben Gay? Are we are we in a are we, are we have a do we have a Ben Gay prognosis for the starting running back of an NFL team? I just don't know. I feel like this is another one of those stories that nobody's really talking about, and we're like Todd Gurley after. But and meanwhile, it's the it is the full story with the Rams. Because exactly, they can't run the ball. That exposes Goff. That exposes their defense. But the defense is actually playing better this year than it did last year. Right. Well, imagine how much better they'd be ha- having an improved defense, Jalen Ramsey, whatever, and being able to get the fuck, uh, get get a little bit of a break because you're able to run the ball and move the ball on offense. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the window. That window closed. You know, you know. I don't think it's fully closed on them, but it's closing, bro. That window isn't just closed. That's like a zero percent chance that the Rams win the Super Bowl. Zero point zero zero. Dude, I'm gonna take it one step further. The Rams are like gonna be awful when they move to the new stadium. Dude, you don't. They gave up another first round pick for the Jalen Ramsey trade. Yeah. Sean McVay isn't being creative, like you said last episode. They were like, I'm trying to give the equivalent. They were like a one-hit wonder. Maybe not a one-hit wonder. Maybe like a two-hit wonder. But they they came and they. Oh, we need McVeigh and Gurley on Millie Vanilli. <laughs> we need McVeigh, Gurley, and Jared Goff on Color Me Bad. Dude, they're Chumbawamba. <laughs> Chumbawamba. I get knocked down. I need. <laughs> I need fucking I need girly. I need I need Goff and McVeigh with uh with black rimmed glasses as the proclaimers. <laughs> I would walk five hundred miles if my running back didn't have arthritis in his knee. I mean, they are Chumbawamba. He got knocked down and Chumbawamba. He, and he did not get knocked he didn't get up again. He was just the Chumba, no Wumba. <laughs> Dude, no one's talking about I feel like we're the only show talking about this. Todd Gurley has 428 rushing yards, guys. You got to look up. What did he have the last two seasons with McVay? He was, he was the 2017 Offensive Player of the Year. Have you seen a running... Dude, you know what this is? He went so quickly. He's uh, Sean Alexander after he won the MVP for the Seahawks. And then he was like just dead. What were his rushing? Give me his rushing yards in 2017 and 2018. So 2017, he rushed for uh, 1,300 yards, so 1,305. How many touchdowns? And 13 touchdowns. And in 2018, he rushed for 1,251 yards with 17 touchdowns. What's his What's his career total in uh, yards? His career total, he's at 4,975. Also, I'd like to add, in 2017, he added another 788 yards receiving 
Bro. In 2018, another 580 yards receiving. So so let's round up a little. Let's say around 2,000 yards of total offense. What's he have this year? This year he's got 428 rushing and only 81 receiving. So so he went he went from 2,000 yards, all-purpose yards, basically, in two straight seasons. He might, he might get 1,000 this year combined. No one's talking about this? I get knocked down. I don't get up again. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's Chumbawamba. I do like the Proclaimers. That's <laughs> a good song, too. Okay. Oh, girly boy. <laughs> Dude, we went to Chiefs Rams last year. Yeah. That game, the Chiefs are still rolling on offense. The Rams are just lost, bro. Speaking of Chiefs, they are three and a half point favorites in Mexico City. Is that where this game is being played? Yes, sir. Oh. Against the Chargers. I'm going Chiefs, baby. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs, too. I didn't know it was in Mexico City. It uh, actually probably means there'll be more Chargers fans there than if it was like a Charger home game. I think the Mexicans like the Chiefs, too. Yeah, Nat- I, can, I can see that. Native American. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope Shakira doesn't ruin Can you it. slide over, uh, Tor, so I can see where I'm at here? I think I only... I'll slide over. Oh, yeah. That's you. Mm, okay, I'm going to change my Falcons pick to the Panthers. I need more differences. Give me the Panthers. Give me Christian McCaffrey. Ooh. Let's go. I need, like, that's one, two, three, four, five. Five picks different in a... Uh, Across season, you know, I'm hoping to pick up. Man, you're right. This afternoon, we, the late games and Monday and Sunday night, we're basically on the same team. I don't care what the, I'm taking the Lions regardless of what that line is, by the way. Okay. Basically, unless somehow they're favored, which it could be because I picked the Vikings. To win Fuck it. Then I'll just take the Cowboys. Let's, let's get a different pick. Regardless. I mean, obviously, we do have to check in before that we do, we know what the line is. Yeah, yeah I agree. Okay. But pencil me in for the Lions. Put it in red, Twerks. I got to update that L chain. Got to get it nice and fresh. I'm just going to get the L chain tattooed on my chest if I lose. <laughs> Don't do that. The last time you wore the L chain was the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl at Maddie's place? Eagles. Patriots. Yeah, that was at Maddie's, right? Yeah. I've worn the L chain since then. But I mean, like, for a long period. Right. Yeah. Honestly, with your curse, I can't believe you haven't tattooed the L chain on your chest. What do you mean? You literally, like two episodes ago, you were like, well, there's one thing they'll never take away. It's that 2017 Astros title. I was like, why would you even say that? (laughs) (laughs) Can't take away. Can't take away those rings. Now that like, sir, we're going to need those rings back. (laughs) We're not doing calls today, but the hotline is 310-359-8365. And uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. If you want to look up how great Russell Wilson is, you can go to ProFootballReference.com. Are they off this week? Is Seahawks off? Seahawks have a bye? They do. I'm not going to say it then. I'll I'll save it for next week. What? 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 What do you want to say about Russ now? Well, I'm just I actually I don't I don't think I want to jinx your jinx. You've got a whole bye week here to just slurp Russ. 
But I'm just saying, you're getting dangerously close here with the Andy Ruther curse. I hate to say this for the Seahawks fans out there and the, and your fellow Russell Wilson slurpers. But so much l- love I know. about I know. Russell I, I know where you're going. career happening and how he is projecting long-term. Injury. I know. I know. Trust me, it's in the back of my head. Because do you know two two big time streaks just ended? No one's talking about that either. Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan had both had eight plus, maybe even nine plus seasons without missing a game. Both those guys just missed one game. So now I looked. Like people don't realize how small that list is. Russell Wilson, if he starts his next game, moves into seventh for most career starts. You know, row. Ever. For quarterback. No one is touching Brett Favre, for the record. Jesus, I had no clue until I looked at that. Yeah. To their detriment for some for some of those games, probably. I mean, I don't know whose backups were, but I don't know if you want to trot out a guy who's high on fucking Oxycontin. <laughs> I mean, people... But like that—that's the one thing I love about the Jameis one-on-ones. Like, yeah, you know how he compares to Brett Favre. Brett Favre was uh, unconscious. <laughs> You're saying he's a Hall of Famer because he throws interceptions at the same rate of some guy who is in a walking coma. Not to mention, God, like couple painkillers taking his dick out. Like, what are we talking about here? Not to mention, bro. If you really want to pull up Brett Favre. I mean, Brett Favre's. It's it's very Cal Ripken like, you know. Cal Ripken, known for massive slumps during his career. Yeah, a Hall of Famer, great player, one of my favorite shortstops of all time. I think the blueprint for the modern shortstop: tall, rangy, his power, MVP. One of my favorite players ever. I have a game worn Cal Ripken jersey that is probably. At this point, one of my prized possessions, definitely top five, um, and but slumped because the guy never took a day off. Take a day off, man. Relax. I mean, no one's touching him. It's just, it's like th- this is the list right now. This is all players. He started 297 straight games from 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 September 27, 1992 to December 5th, 2010. Bro, 297 straight games. Brady's on there twice, isn't he? No, because he got suspended. Uh, and that counts. Yeah. The team played, you didn't. Philip wow. River, Rivers is right up there. He's at 215 straight. <laughs> they roll out Brett Carr, Brett Favre on a fucking stretcher. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's taking handoffs. All right. Remember remember when he played the like he played that Monday night football game after his dad died. But he tore it up. Bro. Yeah. They're like your against dad's the ra- against and his Raiders, and he was like, "Are you sure he just didn't take too many oxycontins?" They're like, "No, he's he's dead, Brett." And he's like, "Fuck, well, gotta play." I will never forget that game. I yeah. watched that game in my I was in high school. I watched that game in my parents' basement. I watched it with Walt. Walt was losing his shit. He's like, "His dad just died. Are you seeing these passes?" 
By the way, Walt Walt's new favorite guy. Every time I talk to him on the phone, you should listen to him. He's obsessed with Boomer Esiason and Geo. He's like, you he's like, you listen or watch Boomer and Geo? They're so smart. Walt will watch Boomer and Geo. He won't watch Dirty Sports. <laughs> so you know what your dad? You know what I say to your dad when your dad says you should listen to Boomer? Okay, Boomer. <laughs> It's a good, it's a good comeback for Walt telling you to watch Boomer. Yeah, he won't get it. No, he won't get it. He won't get it at all. He'd be like, "Okay, so you're gonna watch Boomer?" You're like, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap the show up, Prano. Plugs. What you got? Well, I know it was on the rundown. Uh, I just want to remind people because uh, we'll do it quickly. You you put it on there. Celtics won nine straight. Celtics are the best team in the Eastern Conference in basketball. Just want to say, um, I don't get to do it a lot, but. I was right. Kyrie Irving's a fucking dumpster fire. Every team that loses Kyrie Irving gets better. Kyrie Irving is trash. I didn't want Kyrie Irving as a Nick. I tweeted that. I took so much hate for it. I think I've been proven right numerous times at this point. Kyrie Irving is a cancer. Um, but follow me on uh, Instagram at Joe Prano. Follow me on Twitter at Fix Your Life. Uh, if you guys want to come to my show on Tuesday, my showcase show at Flappers, long set. I've got $5 tickets. Please slide into my DMs. Uh, big show. Lots of folks in the crowd that I need to do well for. Uh, hit me up. I'll give you some discount tickets. $5 tickets. This is going to be a great show. Uh, then I will be in Tahoe, Harvey's, Improv at Harvey's, uh, all weekend. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Francisco Ramos is uh, headlining. Then I'll be in New York. Got a bunch of shows on my New York uh, list. Check them out on JoePrano.com. Specifically, if you're in Westchester, 914 Life, Lucy's Laugh Lounge in Pleasantville, headlining the night before Thanksgiving, everybody's favorite holiday. We celebrate it the night before Thanksgiving. Unlike Andy, who celebrates it on Tuesday. And then uh, we've got the... That's actually my birthday this year, but okay. Performing Arts Center in Morristown. So come check that out. And just... Go to JoePrano.com no matter where you live because i got lots of shows coming up. Might be going back to uh, – well, I know I'm going to Aspen. All kinds of shows. Check it out. At AndyRuther.com. At, I'm sorry, at AndyRuther on Twitter and Instagram. At the Dirty Sports for Twitter and Instagram. At DS Interns, Aaron, for your feed. Uh, that is the show. Hopefully we didn't kill your guys' ears by screaming at each other about Russell Wilson. My neighbors are like, dude, are we still having this? But it's always fun, guys. It's all in good fun. Have a great weekend. Most importantly, stay dirty.